are the insiders, and man, are we excited to be here today. It's a party, baby! It's a Saturday night. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys are all doing well, and we are the insiders. And if you didn't notice, Jeff was very busy today changing just about everything that we have uh, with our new logo. So I hope you all like it. I hope you all noticed it. Um, be hard-pressed not to if you visited almost any of our sites today because everything's pretty much done. Um, and it's crazy. Jeff was telling me like exactly how much he had to change and you don't really realize it until you do something like this. Um, but we will start off with that. So in case people are wondering, uh, but first, obviously let me welcome you, Jeff. Well, Jeff, what's going on, man? I know you were a busy guy today. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit busy, a little bit busy. Um, you know, rebranding a show and Less than 24 hours. I feel like one of those, um, you know, those nightmare shows, um, like with Gordon Ramsay or 24, whatever it's called, but they go oh, in 24 hours to completely renovate a restaurant. That's how I felt today. Like I, I was completely renovating our our restaurant. So and it, it was a renovation. Yeah. I mean, again, you don't really realize how much you have to get into when you do something like this. And um, we had talked about this for a little while. So it's not like this is kind of new, but when, the, you know, all of a sudden it just, things just happen and you just think, well, you know what, no time like the present to do it. But again, I appreciate everything that Jeff did to get everything looking the way it is. It's, it is a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff that goes with that kind of stuff behind the scenes. Um, but in case you're wondering why, so um, we started this whole thing over a year ago, and we started it as a podcast, obviously. So um, we were pretty much an audio show that had a, a very good video presentation. But we've kind of grown um, over the years, uh, the past year and uh, yeah, year and like two, three months or so, I guess, a lot more than we kind of thought we would. Um, and that's a lot of it thanks to you. Um, and we kind of just figured, yeah, we're not really a podcast anymore. So using that name, um, Insiders Wrestling Podcast, kind of, you know, it kind of makes you be in kind of a group where you're just limited to being a podcast. And that's really not what we are anymore. So it just kind of made sense. Uh, Wes says it looks amazing. Thank you. Um, Jeff came up with the graphics, um, the wording, everything too. We kind of thought, and Jeff and I were kind of together in this kind of thought that with the way the lettering is and everything, um, that it kind of looked good for what we are, um, if you can kind of get that. So, um, yeah, so I hope that you guys like it um, as much as we do. And so we are now Insiders Pro Wrestling, as you can see up in the corner of your screen. Um, kind of encompasses pretty much everything we do because we don't, we're not just stuck on one theme. We kind of touch on, you know, everything we can on the show. So um, welcome to the first new night of our rebranding. And that's essentially what it is. And sometimes, you know, big companies 
companies, corporations, and stuff like that, they do this too. And it's just sometimes you have to kind of do things to kind of move. Um, and I've said this before too, when you, when you kind of stay, you know, you kind of stay the course, you get stagnant sometimes. And sometimes to get to that next level, um, it's good to change. So, um, Jeff, your thoughts. Uh, and, you know, I, like other than it being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other, being, other than it being crazy, um, you know, obviously we wanted to do something that was, uh, that was representative of us. And, you know, the old logo and all that stuff, it was fine, but you know, when I started really developing this, I was like, I want to do something that's going to, you know, wow people and pop, you know, just really pop and speak to who we really are. And and I feel like this does in terms of the name change. Um, I mean, we, we don't just do a podcast anymore. We have several shows uh, during the week. Uh, we are probably, hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, going to add some some different stuff uh, coming soon. So uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, and it honestly uh, gives us an opportunity at more exposure. And I want to give a shout out to someone else too. While we're doing this, I want to give a shout out to uh, to C Wrestling because um, you know we were talking about it, you and I, and then he kind of talked to both of us kind of confirming what we had already talked about like okay this it made sense to make that change so i want to i want to give a big shout out to him too because uh because yeah he you know he he kind of confirmed what we had, we had discussed previously yeah that's true i mean he's i mean he's always been a supporter of the show and we obviously thank him for that um and yeah i mean it, it's you know, obviously, um, folks like him um, and, you know, uh, people like Conrad and other people who have been behind us and supported us and stuff um, over the past year and a half. Um, obviously, they've been, you know, they've been doing this longer. So and they've been doing it with success um, and there's no arguing with it. Um, you know, they they have uh, they both have the. Uh, they have a lot of knowledge. They both have the capability of doing the things that they're focused on doing and doing them well. Uh, so if you're going to, you know, look at people like that and take advice from people like that, it's it's good to do that with people who you know um, are 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 doing the things well. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of hands that go into things that people don't see behind the scenes. Um, a lot of the work that Jeff does behind the scenes of the show, and you know, there's there's always people that we've talked to over the course of the last year and a half or so that have given us some advice on things to do, and we thank them as well because. But uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. He did mention that a while. I, he's mentioned it a few months a few months back. I think yeah, about about changing the name. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to uh to see wrestling as well hope he's doing well haven't seen him in the in the uh haven't seen him in the chats um as much so i hope he's doing uh well out there i'm sure he's busy doing stuff with uh with his own channel and stuff too though all right let's welcome some people in and we'll get started because as it seems every saturday we've got a ton to talk about so um kevin correa hi to you jen carter what's going on jen big dan says are we ready to debate who lasted longer adnan verker new coke <laughs> Welcome to the new and improved insiders. Little T, what's going on? Uh, like the new logo. Thank you, Little T. Uh, James Grant says, what's up? Randy Sam says, Woo, what's up, guys? Uh, Janelle Jackson, hello. Uh, it's an insiders party. Baby says, Wes Heron. 
Molina in tribute to Tazzy, who is with the baseball uh, team this week. Um, he will be back Tuesday, by the way. I did see that yesterday. So he's doing NXT this week. So that's cool. Uh, Danielson is here. Uh, Lego, he says. Kevin Correa is here. Christopher LaVenture is here. John Cena Gamer, 0809. Hello to you. Melinda Ford, what's up? Um, Trex ED is here. Hello to you, Trex. Uh, Sean Rousset, what's up, Sean? How are you? Um, going down, going down. James Chadwick, what's going on, James? The man of the big wrestling list. If you ever want to see a cool thing, um, check out James on Twitter. Um, if you haven't followed him already, obviously he's one of our mods. But check out his—he does a list every single week on Saturdays. He puts a lot of work into it too. Um, but he puts out a wrestler of the week list, and he literally—I mean, we all know—we talked about it in our show how much wrestling James watches. So <laughs> he would be the guy to do this kind of a thing. But he shouts out his wrestlers of the week. It's really cool. So check it out if you guys follow James, and if you don't, you should. Um, Will Jacks effect is here. Hello, Will Jacks. How are you? Uh, James Grant, I think I said hello to you earlier. If I did, then uh, Noob and Co. What's going on, Noob? Uh, thanks. Noob's always shouting us out, too. Thanks, Noob and Co. Appreciate that. Um, Brandon Barnes says, hey, what's up, Brandon? How are you? Uh, Randy Sam says, nice song. Uh, 90s dance music. CC uh, Peniston finally. <laughs> are we doing a little CC music fact? Is that what we're doing? Uh, Gene is here. Hey, Gene. What's going on with you? Azan White is here. I uh, hope you are doing well, Azan. Uh, Butterspark is here. Says, really great work. So much evolution in the short time since inception. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's only just been, you know, a year and a couple of months. Um, it really has gone really quickly. It's crazy. Um, Big Dan, you guys push, should uh, push to get Holland Nash on. <laughs> we could call the episode The Insiders Meet the Outside. Oh, oh my God, dude. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, well, hey, you never know. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, Maj is here. Hello, Maj. Uh, what's up, Je uh, Jeff and Joe? Love the new intro. Um, uh, gave me gave me Ghost uh, to DJ, and I think of you. So what's up, guys? And with a culture beat mix. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, holiday weekends take a lot out of a person. Yes, is on. I, I agree. They do. Uh, Bliss Fan. What's up with you, Bliss Fan? How are you? All right. I think that we've got just about everybody, but welcome in. So um, we are going to get down to it because, again, a lot's happening in the world of this uh, crazy thing that we call wrestling. So let's get right into stuff, shall we? And we are going to start, as we always do, I've got some breaking news. So uh, we'll talk about the stuff that's going on. And, well, I mean... We're going to segue into some of this stuff, I guess, going through because a lot of it, it was kind of breaking last night and today. Um, and we've got this in our, we've got this a little later on in the show, Jeff, but I guess probably the two biggest things are probably the, um, the thing that happened on EW last night, unfortunately, with the, uh, yeah, it was ugly. Um, the oh, stuff yeah. that happened there that that cost the gentleman his job uh, because of some racist comments that were made, and uh, and then also um, some uh, shots fired, maybe you can say, from one con to another. Uh, <laughs> that was a little weird. Um, I had to almost listen to it twice because 
I'm like, wow, like, you know, where, where are they going with that? Um, but we'll, we'll talk more detail about those things. Um, Azan says Thunder Rosa's involvement in that situation was weird. So we'll start there. Uh, man, uh, and I know Jeff's going to talk about this, I think, a little later on as well. But what, I mean, what did you make of all that? When, when you heard that, um, obviously, I, man, it's, it's bad. Like, it's, it's just not good. And I know it came from a, a Spanish announced table, so a little bit different in that respect, I guess, because, but still, like, uh, you know, just an uncomfortable situation as this this kind of stuff when this happens it's shut it, it is uncomfortable no matter how you slice it um and it was just uncomfortable and we'll talk about because as on mentioned thunder rosa but man what what did when you first heard this what what did what did this come off as being like to you it it made me sick to my stomach honestly yeah um because i mean here here you have a person that's been your champion for I believe over a year or right at a year uh, in Sheeta. And, you know, they're giving her the new belt and she's doing her first in-ring promo. And, you know, it's a big deal for her. And, you know, a lot of fans thought it was a big deal too. And to get this from your, you know, from a commentary team, I don't care if it's a Spanish announced team or whoever, to get it from anyone is a joke. Like it's it's ridiculous that you would even do that. Um, and then you know, like in terms of Thunder Rosa, she was there. Did she make the comment? No. But honestly, this is what um, this is what is wrong when it comes to um, when it comes to calling out racism when we see it or when we hear it. And if anyone is on the fence of if this was racist or not, uh, I would challenge you to, you know, to prove that it's not. Yeah. You know, and at this point, you know, I, I have like, it's so unprofessional, but I'm not surprised because a lot of times when it comes to unprofessionalism, if you see it in your rank and file staff, then chances are it started at the top. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about some other things with that, too. But, you know, whenever it comes down to that, when there's unprofessionalism, it usually starts at the top. And see uh, wrestling, I, you know, mentioned him earlier, but we actually talked about this. Um, it almost makes you question if this is a part of the culture there, because we've seen Jake the Snake mock Miro. We've heard stories about wrestlers mocking other wrestlers there. So, um, so I mean, it makes you wonder if this is a part of the culture, which, I mean, you, know, you have enough of these things. I mean, <laughs> what did they say? One, one is whatever, two is a, uh, pattern in three is a trend. I mean, <laughs> this might be a trend there, Joe. I really hope not. Uh, and yeah, and I, I mean, Daniel Sunset Thunder was kind of egging it on. She was laughing, and again, when I had to when I had to go back and listen to the clips, I think C posted the clip, and I and I went back and listened to it, and um, yeah, it's it's 
it's like Jeff said. Now I get it. They they were. If you're going to look at it from a, a, you know, from a faraway standpoint, you're you're on live TV. So, I guess. But I see it's it's really hard to come up with excuses. It's really hard to come up with excuses and say, well, they did this because, yeah, like, you know, and I. I and I can't, I can't speak for her because I, I, you know, she could have been so taken aback that she was like, Oh my God, like, you know, kind of just panicked and said, well, what do I do? Yeah, because, you know, it could have been just shock and just not knowing what was going on. Um, but I hope, like Jeff said, I, I hope it's not part of the culture. I really do because, man, that's not a culture you want to be in. And you're going to hear, you know, this could be the first in something that happens and you're going to hear more and more about this come down the pike after a while. It may not be with people in, you know, in the immediate future that are still working for this company, but some of these people that may not want to tolerate this may end up leaving this company somewhere down the line and come back and start to really talk about this stuff. And boy, oh boy, it's not something that you want to see. And I'm going to, and when we, when we go over this later on, I'm even thinking about a point, and I was talking to, to this with Conrad a little earlier um, via messages, and I had even mentioned to him, you know, they have plans going forth for, uh, for you know, this the pay-per-view that they've got on Sunday. Could the plans now have possibly changed because of this? Because I can almost bet you that their plan was they were going to give that belt to Britt Baker. I can almost bet just the way you can kind of see the storyline developing and it was kind of her time. Do they have to now rethink that because of what just happened here? And then with, with the outrage that a little bit that they're getting from this or that they're getting now, if they take that off her, they got to start, even if they weren't even thinking about this before, it's something now that they really have to consider. Can we take this belt off her? And it's not to look bad. So yeah, it's just it's just a shame. Um, it's really a shame. I, I I'm I get stunned by this stuff every single day, that our culture and not just in the wrestling world but everywhere is still there's still so much of this out there. And I mean the comments that he made, these are things that I last heard when I was a young young man. Like you heard kids doing this kind of stuff when you were going to school. And we, I mean, we, we didn't have many people from the Pacific or, you know, from Japan or from China in our schools. And we had a family that came and they had two students that would come into class and, you know, the kids were cruel and the kids would make fun of the way their eyes were, the way they looked and the way that they talked. This is the last time that I have heard something like he did was in grade school when I was at, when I, like I said, I was probably six, maybe five years, six years old. Um, that's sad when it, all these years later, you know, for me, 45, 46 years later, and you're still getting this from a grown man. Yeah. It's just sad. I it mean, really is. Joe, you, you know, this. I don't have to tell you this, but I deal with this on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the fact that if you're, if you're a person of color, the fact that you have to learn how to just cope with this 
and just deal with it. It's and not it's, fair. Yeah. It's, okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, if you support racism, anyone, um, I like I got nothing to say to you, honestly. Yeah. I just, I mean, you, you need to think about you really need to reevaluate your life if you dislike someone based on the color of their skin. Yeah, I mean, as on brings up a point with with basketball. Yeah, you saw like the last few days, people got banned from sports arenas, banned from a sports arena. Again, like I never heard about any of this stuff. Like back in the day, like you, you, you know, you people hated teams hated each other. That's just how it was. It's sports, but pouring things on a player's head, you know, spitting on a player, like that's just it's awful. It's awful. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, just, yeah. Like Jeff said, I mean, I, I can't even imagine um, as a, as a white male, I, I can't even pretend to imagine. I've told Jeff, Jeff this before, what he goes through with this, uh, you know, on a constant basis and it just sucks. There's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it just is, it's awful. And we'll talk about this more, but this was, you know, this was probably the big thing. Now the man was fired, which you know, okay, um, they had to, you know, they, 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 there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He lost his job for doing what he did, and then, you know, so that's good, but it doesn't take it back, and it doesn't take it back from being out there. When, when, some, when we've said this before, when something like this comes out, it's everywhere, and it will always be everywhere. It's on social media instantaneously in the snap of a finger. It's out there, and it will never not be. So everyone and anyone that wants to is going to hear this. And regardless of whether that man is still employed or not, it's out there. And the, and the last thing I'll leave you guys with is think of how she feels. Think of how she feels. Um, do you think she's going to be comfortable? Do you think she's going to be comfortable doing a promo again? Do you think – yeah, what a shame. What a shame. Oh, all right. So from there uh, – <laughs> Let's move on to a uh, – I don't know. I feel like kind of like I'm Captain Kirk now. And con! Uh, we've got a con versus con thing brewing here. Uh, um, this happened before the show last night. And, I, like, I taped it uh, because I was watching SmackDown and then I got involved with some stuff. So then I kind of watched it a little bit later. Um, but, I mean, what was – like, I listened to this and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing? And I get it. He likes to play this, like, villainous role. He's done it at Impact. But what is he doing here? Like, and then I listened to it again. And I, you know, on my way into work today, I was listening to it as Mark Henry was talking about it on Busted Open. I was listening to him and the host of Busted Open talking about it today. And they kind of played it again. And I listened to it again. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Toward the end of it, then I, you can kind of hear the anger and the animosity a little bit more when you listen to it a second time. And at first I was thinking like, is this just a goof? But it's not. It, it's, it's Tony pointing out that what he thinks that is coming from Connecticut and the other con is bullshit, that he is lying about this and that this is all a bunch of lies. And I didn't get that at first. When I was listening to it at first, I'm like, oh, well, is, you know, is this just starting something between the three companies? Is he just trying to stop? But he's mad because they are – and it was funny how Mark Henry uh, put it, Jeff, because he had said, he goes, 
think of it as having a restaurant at, uh, at you know dinner at a restaurant with your with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever and somebody comes over and they start sitting down at your table and they start talking and paying attention to your wife like how would you react to that and i guess that's a little bit of what this was like Tony had been working with New Japan for a while. I mean, they've had New Japan dealings going on for a while, and we still don't know what the whole issue is with him and Impact and 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 whether they were working with them too. But he's recently had Rocky Romero on. He had Moxley defend that championship. So they've been working with them, right? And now all of a sudden this news comes out that says WWE is working with or, or working with New Japan. So that, that was where that statement came from where, oh, you were doing this for two weeks or, or two, what, two months. I've been doing this for over a year. So this was anger. This was him being pissed. And he was coming out saying that he called them Tony Khan the con man or, you know, called him the con man from Connecticut. So, you know, he's claiming that this guy is that this is all untrue and it's lies. Now, this is, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit more too. This is all about Daniel Bryan. That's, that's, I think that's plain and simple. WWE is, listen, Vince cannot, cannot lose Daniel Bryan to AEW. He can't. You may not think of Daniel Bryan being a big player or a big deal, but he is. And if Vince lost him to AEW because, it, because Daniel maybe wants to go and wrestle in New Japan, this is why they're doing this. I have no doubt. So, you know, that's to me what this is. Um, say what you will about both players. And we don't know, you know, again, now there was some more shots fired today. Drew McIntyre put out a tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he said, oh, look, I'm being followed by the T-Mobile Center. Well, it wasn't the T-Mobile Center. You look above the T-Mobile Center who followed him. It was Okada. So, yeah. So, it, it's it's starting something so look money talks vince has a lot of money too tony khan has money but vince does too so this is two billionaires that are going to start to woo the proverbial girlfriend the the you know and and the girlfriend is new japan so jeff i i, I when i like i said when i first heard it i had no clue what he was doing but as I got another listen to it, I'm like, mm, okay, all right. You know, I'm gonna, I'm showing my age here, but the only, the only difference in this situation between this and the movie Indecent Proposal is uh, WWE didn't go to AEW and say, hey, how much is it gonna cost us to, uh, to be able to have the companionship of New Japan? Because that, yes. I mean, this sounds like the, the plot of indecent proposal it does doesn't it yeah i'll give you a million dollars yeah mm -hmm. i mean it, it really does but it does. You know, i you brought up a lot of valid points and i don't want to belabor that because you you did great with all of that uh like you said money talks and you know the same money talks bs walks um while everybody's playing nice in the sand right now with new japan and aw and impact Let's be. Let's keep it real. Whose reach is bigger, global? Yeah. WWE. Yeah. Japan has a show that's going to be on in America. What better way to boost that up? And I think C Wrestling just said that. 
what better way to boost that show up than to work with WWE? Think about the storylines. Think about the the matchups. I mean, yes, there are some great matchups with New Japan and AEW and Impact, but can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine some of the matchups that we could get? Tamatanga already tweeted out about it. Okay, talking about the bloodline. Oh, yeah, like with Roman and the Usos. Yeah. Holy cow, yeah. Exactly. So, so, I mean, you know, it, this thing is, is big. And I know, I think someone said what would happen with Impact. Well, the way that this was reported, this would be an exclusive deal with WWE. So it would be just New Japan working with WWE unless – uh, WWE is saying, "Hey, you know, let's get some, we can keep impact football, just not the other company." Mm. You know, I, I can see fans being petty like that. Saying, "Oh yeah, we can. St- you can still work with uh, Impact because we, you know, let's be honest. WWE really doesn't fear Impact. They don't fear AEW either. They just want to stick it to them." So. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, and people are putting up all kind of fantasy stuff in the chat. I, uh, Big Dan was saying, "Can you imagine the fiend in New Japan? Oh my God, would they love him there? They love horror stories over there. Like that's where all this kind of stuff that comes over here that I can't stand to watch, like all that ghost stuff and the possession stuff comes from. Um, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it would suck to see Impact lose it. But I mean, can you imagine like uh, you know a team like Finjuice going up against the Usos?" Or going up against, you know, the Street Profits. Or, I mean, yeah. Like, there could be a lot of really sick, crazy matchups that could come out of this. So, uh, we haven't heard the last of this. Uh, the shots were fired. And don't think for a second that Vince is going to stand back and take it. Um, because he's not. Um, Tony, like I said, has got a lot of power. A lot of money. But he's fighting a guy who has a lot of money as well. So, you're having billionaire versus billionaire here. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to come down to really, I think, whether Vince wants to keep Daniel Bryan and not have that embarrassment of losing him to the competition. Because I hate to tell you guys, I know some of you have said that maybe Daniel will show up at Impact. That's not going to happen. It's going to be WWE or AEW. There's no question in my mind, especially with all this new Japan stuff coming out that Daniel wants to do. So, all right. Let's move on because I know we'll uh, we'll probably come back to that as well. And hello, C. Uh, I saw C was in there with some comments. Thank you for uh, for doing that. So, um, all right, let's start. Let's go back to SmackDown, Jeff. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's do that real quick. I'm just pulling up the the graphic here. Um, yeah, the Usos, man. This was a really cool episode of SmackDown. Now, SmackDown's been good. Um, but last night's was really kind of neat the way they did it. I mean, they're going with these really long starting matches, uh, but the Usos and the Street Profits really put on a show. And I kind of knew that they would. Um, two of the better teams, the Street Profits were the ones that were around. They were the ones who carried the titles for a long time. Them going up against the Usos was really cool to see. It was a great match all in all. Um, I'm a little surprised. I, I, I really didn't know how this was going to go because – 
you all know what Roman's looking like. So Roman's putting stuff into Jay's mind, and you kind of thought maybe is he going to turn on Jimmy, or is Roman going to come out and stop them from doing what they want to do, or what you know what Jimmy wants to do? Um, but it's now you can see they've got their title shot next week. Now whether or not they're actually going to get it, that's a whole other story because we saw the look on Roman's face at the end of that show. So. You know, and again, he's still getting into Jimmy's head. Is this what you want? It's been you and me, you and me. And he made that clear. So is he going to turn his brother on, you know, is he going to turn Jay on Jimmy? Uh, it kind of looks that way or else he's going to interject something into it as well. So this was really cool. Um, it was cool to see them back. And I'll tell you, they um, the Usos didn't look like they missed a beat, Jeff. They were, uh, they were really good out there, man. Man, I mean <laughs> – they, you forget that they're one of the best tag teams of this generation. Yeah. Um, you know, with, you know, with the injuries and everything, with Jimmy being injured, um, you know, we missed, we miss seeing the Usos. Yeah. We miss seeing that depth and the quality of matchups in the tag team division in WWE when they were gone. Same thing with the Viking Raiders. I mean, you know, you can tell when those teams aren't there. But, man, this is so cool. And, you know, it, it's I think it's cool for quite a few reasons. One, you got the OG in there, Ray. And obviously, um, you know, and Dominic is, is there and they've got that cool story. But, man, what about, you know, like I, I believe uh, Big Dan said, what about the bloodline? having the gold on SmackDown, you know, I mean, that, that story in and of itself just makes a lot of sense, but you know, does it happen? Does it happen next week or do we get it at the next uh, pay-per-view? Do we get it at hell in a cell? Because maybe just maybe uh, Roman costs them this time, but he has to get through to, <laughs> to make sure that hey, I gotta have you on my side, and if you're on my side, then we can rule. We can rule the land, and maybe that's when we start to get that turn, and everybody kind of works together. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, SmackDown last night was awesome. Um, it was, you know, I I watched it watched it back today. Um, didn't get a chance to watch it live last night, but yeah, it was it was awesome, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see the Usos back uh, in, in form. Yeah. Happy to see them uh, both healthy, obviously with, you know, with Jimmy's case and, and yeah, happy to see them back in the ring. Um, it's going to be really tough. And we all kind of knew um, that Ray and Dominic were probably going to be a placeholder. Um, yeah. And that's what they are. I mean, they got their moment. They got their moment. Um, but you know, it, it kind of always felt as if they were going to be a placeholder um, for, you know, whoever was going to come next and get those titles. So like Jeff said, maybe it won't, maybe the, the titles won't change. Maybe something will happen where it will spill over to hell in a cell. That makes a lot of sense, especially if Roman's not going to be in a cell. And there have been rumors out there that said he's not going to be in a singles match at this pay-per-view. So if that's the case, then it wouldn't make a lot of sense that they would be. And that's where we would probably see Roman uh, would be, going on to something with that but yeah smackdown's been uh been really excellent i i really i really can't understand that though that them and raw are in the same building <laughs> that they're that they're those guys from that 
from both of those teams backstage, whatever, are all on the same page. I just, I just can't see it because they're so different. They're really so different. One show is so entertaining, and the other one is uh, so, uh, yeah. But it was great. It was absolutely great. And uh, this story has been really, really good. Um, and it, it should just get better. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. We've got, I think Big Dan wanted to know, what lasted longer? <laughs> New Coke or Adam Burke? <laughs> uh, oh. um, uh, you know, if you guys don't watch a, a lot of sports, especially, you know, some of our fans from overseas don't watch a lot of, you know, American sports and stuff like that, you wouldn't really have known Adnan Burke. Um, I've heard him a lot because he was on Sports Center quite a bit. Um, he does a lot of things with hockey. Now, I'm not as big of a hockey fan, so I don't know. He also has a podcast. And I'll just come right out and tell you, he's good at, at the sports stuff. He really is. And he always was. That's why I was excited when he first came in because I'm like, okay. The guy can do sports, but it just it just didn't work out. It really just didn't work out. I mean, you were hearing him uh, just in the background going, wow, 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 a lot. Um, yeah. And that that's never going to cut it. When your play-by-play guy is just sitting there and going, wow, all the time, yikes. Um, now – in his defense, I will say this, and I don't know how many of you guys know this, but Vince McMahon is on that headset a lot. That has been confirmed by many, many, many people, including Renee Young, the most recent. Um, they are constantly having their heads on a swivel in that desk. That is not an easy job because you can't necessarily be yourself there because you are being given direction in a headset. Now, imagine how that would be. Like you're talking, and all of a sudden you're hearing, well, no, no, you have to say this. <laughs> no, what are you doing? Like you're, if that's what you're hearing in your headphones, you're like, uh, that's really not easy. So anyway, uh, they had to do something. It wasn't working, um, and they had to let him go. So obviously it was what? What was he with them? A few months, I think, and uh, and then. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he, he said that it was a mutual thing that they mutually decided to part ways. Um, Adnan will be fine because I'm sure they'll give him a job back in sports again somewhere. Uh, you know, he's like I said, he's good at that. So he'll get back into that. Um, and then Tom Phillips as well. Uh, gone. So I and we, we're going <laughs> to. We're going to talk, we, again, we segue a lot of this stuff. We're going to talk about this in another area of our show, but some of this doesn't make sense to me because Tom Phillips was, I thought Tom Phillips was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, was he, was he fantastic? Is I mean, listen, are we ever going to have uh, another JR? Are we ever going to have a Jerry, the King Lawler? Are we ever going to have a Bobby, the brain and a gorilla monsoon? Probably not. But you know, you had some people under your roof, Samoa Joe, that were pretty good at the job. And yet you chose. Now, again, Samoa Joe may have wanted to be out. And that's fine. Macho Man didn't want to do that either when that whole thing happened. He didn't want to be an announcer. He wanted to wrestle. And if Joe wants to wrestle, that's Joe's right. And if he wants to wrestle and they just didn't want him to wrestle, then fine. He's going to go on. He's going to move on somewhere else. And if that's what happened, then that's what happened. But Instead of bringing a guy in from MMA 
who, by the way, has said, now I don't watch MMA, so I can't talk too much about this guy except from the things that I've heard. But he has come out and openly admitted he hasn't watched wrestling since he was a, a young boy, 10 years old, 11, 10, 11 years old. He recently had Bully Ray on his MMA show when they were talking about Brock Lesnar because he didn't know enough to talk about Brock Lesnar and wrestling. You're getting a guy who didn't know a lot about wrestling and going to another guy who doesn't know a lot about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused, Jeff. Make it make sense, right? Um, right. That's what they say. Uh, I want to shout out Daniel son. He gave us a very generous no donation. So thank yes, you. Thank you. Um, and to answer your question, I really hope we see the fiend at hell in a cell. Uh, I really, really, really hope so. Um, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Adnan, um, this is a symptom and people are going to disagree with me and that's fine. Um, this is a symptom of our instant gratification culture that we have um, because, I mean, obviously Adnan was not a wrestling guy. We all know that. We, we knew that out of the gate, okay? But what ends up happening with WWE and other companies is that they do something, they make a quick decision, then they start to listen to the fans. And if there's enough backlash, if there's enough, you know, groundswell, then they say, you know what, we got to move on. Who knows if Adnan had been given maybe another two or three months, who knows what could have happened. But this is why I also put this on WWE, because you have a performance center for your wrestling talent and your referees. Also, you have trainers and producers that are in the performance center that work on NXT. Why, oh why, if you feel that you cannot bring up someone or you don't have someone on your staff currently, why not train them in the same exact way? Have them call matches in the PC. Have them do these types of things on 205 Live. I would have put Adnan on 205 Live or main event for three months, and then I would have brought him to Raw. But now you don't get to do that. So it's, I mean, it doesn't make sense. And then to release Tom Phillips, why they took him off of, you know, commentary, play-by-play -play for Raw, I have no idea. But, yes, it is like Mike Adamley. You know, except Mike Adamley was much worse. I and then wasn't Mike Adamley bad, I don't think. <laughs> but um, but I mean, you know, Adamley, oh god, that's a whole nother day. But uh but yeah, I wouldn't have gotten rid of Tom Phillips at, at all. But you know, I mean some of these moves just don't make sense. But listen, I just hope that Jimmy Smith and like you said, we'll talk about it. I just hope that Jimmy Smith acclimates quickly because yeah. in another three months, we're going to be doing the same thing. Yep. And that's not to say anything against him. Cause I don't know him at all. And right. I'm sure he's going to do his homework. I'm sure he's going to study up. 
uh, on the new wrestlers that are out there that he hasn't watched and stuff. And I'm sure he will, and he'll try to do what he can. Um, but it's, you know, like I said, I, I just, it just to me looks like they're just going from one into another and two quick comments and then we'll move on. Cause we'll talk about this again later. Um, uh, C made a comment about Pat said Vince doesn't direct him. I will tell you though, that he was on an interview show and Pat came out and said that Vince told him now this may be the only thing he told him and may, he may not have told him in the headphones, but he told him never ever to use the word pro wrestling. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? He said, you cannot say pro wrestling in the microphone. And he said it. So there was a show where he said pro wrestling and Vince was like, you can't do that. So that was one thing. And then, um, what was the other comment I was going to respond to now? I'm in a mist. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's come and gone. We'll get back to it. But yeah, I, you know, it is what it, oh, the other one was with Michael Cole. The other thing too, and I didn't know this either. Michael Cole plays a very large part in who gets these jobs. Very, very large part um, in who gets these announcer jobs. So that's another little tidbit to kind of consider as well. Michael Cole gets these guys in. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I just think you're going from one thing right to another, and it seems like they're very similar. Um, you know, I don't know. I, what's the solution for this? Like Jeff said, train them better or bring in someone from the business. Bring in someone who is in pro wrestling. Done and done. They're going to know all the moves. They're going to know how to call the matches. They're going to know the business. They're going to know the people that are in the business. Bring in somebody that's inside wrestling. Yep. So, Okay. All right. Up next, I believe, we've got a little NXT. Yeah. That's yeah. right. What a show this NXT was. Fantastic NXT show. It's too bad Tazzy missed this. Um, this was a really good show, man. Uh, Pay-per-view quality. Uh, I, I really loved it. Um, and this match, let me tell you something, man. Carrying Cross is about as put over as Roman Reigns is, and that's saying something. Karrion Cross looks like he is just about unbeatable with that title. Um, Finn gave him everything he had, everything he had, and Cross at the very end just had that little bit of energy and just beat him down, uh, kind of almost the similar way he did the last time. And by the way, I love, 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 and I told this to Jeff, how he pops up behind somebody when he's on the floor. That is so Jason, and he loves Jason, and I think that's fantastic. He literally will stand up, and he'll just stand right behind the guy. And look at, oh, I love that. Um, I Carrying Cross is fantastic. How long he's going to be there, I don't know, but I think he's going to have that title for quite a while. And I'm, I'm probably sure that Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the guy to go up against him next because he's getting that buildup as a babyface. Uh, but I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is going to have what it takes to unseat him. I don't know who can right now. Again, they're going to really need to build up an unbelievable baby face because this guy is just riding on top of the world. Uh, and I don't see him coming down from that pedestal anytime soon. But this was a tremendous match to end a really, really great NXT show. Man, uh, I'll go ahead and give you guys a spoiler. You're going to hear about the NXT show later. Um just going to throw that out there. What yeah. a great show. What a way to end it. Um, 
man, Cross is just so dominant. God, he's so dominant. Um, and again, you know, do you? Someone brought it up. You got Jay Hub said you have to bring someone from the main roster to take the title from Cross. I was gonna say, do you have anyone currently on the NXT roster? And I, I think there are a couple guys, but do you have? anyone on that roster right now that will be believable it's not one thing it's not you know we can say oh you know someone can beat them yeah i mean obviously we know the the endings are are you know we we've got that figured out in, in the wrestling business but who looks believable yep beating him is the question yeah whenever you whenever you make it whenever you make it believable you don't insult our intelligence as wrestling fans. So is there someone believable? There are a couple of people I can think of. Bronson Reed being one. Uh, Dexter Loomis being another. Um, possibly Pete Dunne. Jeff Samuel just pointed that out. But you got to make it believable. You know, yeah. so, uh, but kudos to his run. And I mean, dude is a mega star. And I cannot wait to see one day, whenever this is, I can't wait to see his entrance at WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I Whoever they bring him up to feud with, and I don't know whether they'll leave him. And see, to me, he should be just left the way he is. You don't need to change him. You yeah. don't need to change his gimmick. You don't need to change his entrance. He's fine. Don't adjust it on the fly and 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 change him. Um, uh, yeah, dude, whoever he comes up and goes against, um, I don't know, but man, that is going to be some exciting stuff. And yeah, could you imagine guys? I mean, that entrance that we're seeing now where he is in NXT, could you imagine that on a grand scale with all the effects, the fireworks and everything else? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, amazing. Amazing. This guy is fantastic. I absolutely love him. Uh, I think he's great. Uh, and I think he's going to be even greater uh, as he goes on and as he grows and when he does eventually get to the main roster. And, um, you know, that may come sooner than later because you can bet um, that Vince is looking at him as well, uh, oh. thinking that, yeah, I, I, he needs to come up. Uh, he absolutely needs to come up. So uh, don't ever separate him from Scarlett. Yeah, Jesse, no. No, no, I agree. I agree. They're, you know, that. And how great is that for them? Uh, that I mean, they're a real couple, and they're going to get to work together uh, for probably most of their careers. That's pretty awesome. Um, and so, yeah, no, don't don't separate them from Scarlet. No, that would not make Jeff and I happy. <laughs> mm -mm. Um, anyway, uh, the only people I could see beating Cross are people from Raw or SmackDown. Be honest, I don't see any of the NXT wrestlers actually being able to beat him. Maybe Bobby Lashley, Drew Mack. I'll tell you one name: Walter. Could you imagine Walter and carrying Cross? Mm -hmm. Big Dan brought this up earlier, which I mean, and it's a good point. It makes a lot of sense. When, if and when Walter comes to the states, you put him in a match. With Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed, and you make it a triple, <sighs> triple threat. And that way, I mean, obviously, in that scenario, <laughs> Bronson's going to eat the pin. Yeah. Because Walter's not taking a pin, and Cross isn't either. 
but that way, you know, it looks better. But then you already have a built-in feud now between Bronson Reed and Walter. So, yeah. man, I, I got to stop fantasy booking that one. <laughs> That's a good call. And the other thing is that people are saying, uh, Bliss fans saying Balor versus Walter. And where does Finn go now? That's another thing, too, is where does Finn go from here now? Because he's lost to Karrion twice. So where does he go? And, you know, there were interviews with Finn talking about Bray. Um, so is that a tease for him coming back? Is he done there now? Is he going to move on? We don't know. There's conflicting reports. Another report said no. There's not. There's nothing being said about that. He's gonna. But of course, they're not gonna say it. Um, I mean, coming up at SummerSlam, just saying, would be pretty. You know, that would keep with the storyline. He's been gone since the SummerSlam, and then to return. Yeah, there's that circle again. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think we got. Oh, this was cool. Um, the Iconics were on Busted Open, um, and they, it was a really good interview, uh, talking about their release, uh, from WWE. And basically, um, the gist of it was that they had no idea. They weren't warned. There was no, you know, well, you're not kind of doing okay. We're going to pull you off the show. You're going to go to catering for a while. We don't really have anything for you. Um, that There was none of that. Um, and they were completely both shocked uh, that they were let go. They, they were both in, you know, in other storylines and stuff at the time. You know, you had that great promo um, that was cut. Uh, you had, of course, Billy Kay was doing the, you know, Jeff and I talked about that, the humorous stuff that she was doing uh, with the contracts and stuff like that, trying to get people to accept her as a tag team partner. And they said that all of a sudden, you know, they were they they were think they were getting prepared to move on and keep on doing the kind of things that they were doing. And then, boom, they just got a call and said, you're you're gone. Um, so they also teased. Of course, they have to because, listen, you've got to self-promote. When you're a wrestler and you're in between gigs, you've got to self-promote. And they they talked Impact and they talked AEW. Um, I would love to see them in the women's division of Impact, but as I had said this before, I really am. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm probably like 70, 30 sure that they're going to be in AEW. I just kind of have a feeling because I think. I think the two of them together and what they could make that into, I think would just kind of fit maybe a little more with what AEW is doing than what Impact's doing. No slight on Impact, but Impact's got a really good women's division. These two going to what has kind of been an up-and-coming women's division with AEW is only going to make that better. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, people are saying, James says, I miss them. Look, <coughs> One of the things that people are saying is you let these you let them go and then your show on Monday is constant rematches. Constant rematches of of Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, you know, just constant and then you have the, the rematches of the tag team titles. So you have Tamina and Natty, who are great by the way. I, I'm you know very happy that they have those belts. But they're constantly going up against Shayna and Nia. So would it have killed you to keep these guys and have them involved in that? 
If you were going to split them, have them get in some matches or keep them together and have them as part of that whole tag team, you know, thing. I, see, that's to me, which I, that's the kind of stuff I just don't get. Um, obviously, someone didn't see it. That someone didn't see that they had any future or any talent. I beg to differ. And I think that where they end up, they, it, whoever gets them is going to be very lucky. And they, I think, are going to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, I mean, what a crappy way to uh, find out that what you plan to do, <laughs> you're not doing. As you know, just to find out, just by a phone call, um, really crappy. But you know, people people lose jobs all the time. Unfortunately, you know, we we enjoyed them, and unfortunately, they lost their job, and it it, it sucks because they were great. Um, they should have never split them up in the beginning. I mean, that should have never happened, period. Um, like you said, I hope they end up in impact. That, I mean, having them and what they're trying to do right now with the knockouts tag team titles, having them in that mix would be tremendous. Yeah. It would be absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> – I just I think they end up in AEW. I just I just do. I mean I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and for the person that didn't get it, and we know who that was, Kevin Dunn. Um if you don't mind, um, you know, I don't know, maybe someone could put some clips together for you. Or maybe you can watch some stuff on YouTube, but uh, it's no longer 1999. It's uh, 2021. And uh, maybe you should catch up to the times or catch a bus out of town. Um, since, you know, since you like to think about old stuff, I I'll say catch a bus instead of catch a plane, um, because maybe that'll resonate with you a little bit more. You're an idiot for saying that you didn't get this because it was gold. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, Connor wants to know, yo, why is Eva Marie back and not wrestling? That's another weird story, too. Like, they're doing all these promos for her, right? Week after week after week, we're getting this whole evolution thing. She's going to be a manager. She's going to be a valet. They have no plans, no plans to have her wrestle. None. Mm. So, yeah, you had this big debut. And that's what a lot of people are asking. And I think when these guys are on Busted Open, when they were done, they that's what they talked about. I think it was Dreamer and uh, LaGreca, I think. And both of them were saying, you got rid of these guys. You have now these big promotions going for Eva Marie, who is never considered really a, a great wrestler. She's a personality, but she was never really considered to be. And now... She's not even going to wrestle. I, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Um, C said AEW doesn't have a women's division. They have talented women, not a division. Watch when Sheena loses the title Sunday. We won't see her again for a long time. Well, that goes without saying. Uh, especially what just happened with that. Yeah, you may not. You may not. Which I hope that's not the case. But uh, Big Dan says it should be Monday Night Rematch. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's Yeah. Even if they're playing that out to wait for fans, boy, oh, boy, are we going to have a lot of that. 
it's it's a long way to July 16th, guys. It's a it's a month and a half. And if you're gonna do another six shows and it's gonna be all rematches, yike. Um, it's gonna get boring really, really quickly. So I hope that it changes after the pay-per-view. Um, so all right. Next up, we have uh, New Japan talks with yes. Well, we were here already. <laughs> uh, this was Con versus Con. Uh, yeah, so the rumor came down, and that's kind of where this all stemmed from. Um, but the rumor came out a couple days ago saying that WWE uh, was in talks with um, was in talks with New Japan. Uh, and it kind of just came out of the blue. Um, and you know, you guys, we talked about this already and we talked about, you know, the whole thing with Tony Khan and, and kind of going after the, uh, the other con from WWE. Um, but I, I guess at this point, Jeff, we'll talk a little bit about this. And I mentioned earlier that I think, um, and I'm pretty positive that this centers around Daniel Bryan. I'm, I'm pretty positive that it does. Uh, Daniel has been, you know, talking and I guess it's coming out saying that, he would like to wrestle in new Japan. Now that could have just been him saying that it may not have been him saying to reporters that yes. Oh my God, that my whole situation stems on the fact that I have to go to new Japan. But listen, we crossed this bridge before Jeff, we had the good brothers kind of doing the same thing. Uh, kind of saying that, you know what? We kind of want to be involved with new Japan a little bit. So that may have influenced where they went. And, it could kind of be the same thing. And Dan, and who knows? Daniel may be using some leverage here. He may be looking to try to get some, some more money, maybe looking to try to get a better schedule from WWE. Who knows? Um, and maybe that's what it is. But I really think, like I said earlier, that there would be a big black eye um, if, if WWE loses Daniel Bryan, and especially if he goes down to Florida. Uh, that would be i mean that's not a christian um that's not a big show that is a dude who literally was one of your most popular faces that you have probably ever seen um in a wrestlemania and that build up that he had and that whole yes movement thing and man oh man if he skipped town um that's a that's a that's not a good look for vince no um <clears throat> he's a guy that's got some mileage left and <laughs> you don't have to go back very far to remember that um, the biggest show, the flagship pay-per-view for WWE, he was in the main event yep. for the title, you know? So yeah, that would be, that would be in my opinion, the biggest loss. Um, obviously people, you could argue Moxley and all of that, and that, that's fine. But for me, yeah. if, if he were to jump ship and go to AEW, yeah. um, that would be, I don't want to say it'd be catastrophic, but it'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Um, uh, it, it would, <laughs> it'd be a nice feather in the cap for AEW. And who knows, he may show up tomorrow night. Who knows? But um, and it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Like I, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people <laughs> have kind of just said, well, you know, he's just gonna, he's just gonna um, go back to WWE. He's a WWE lifer, 
sometimes the matchups and the money make a lot of difference. And if they give him a favorable schedule, that's probably a big thing in his life, Jeff, because he's got a baby at home. Mm-hmm. And when you've got when you've got a kid at home, um, you know, trust me, I, you know, my daughters are are grown now. Jeff's got younger kids. Um, it, it's it really does change your life, and you know, you're trying to then build yourself around your family, and it's not so much around your career. You know, it was okay when you know when I was when my kids weren't born, it was okay to go into a job and work and open the clothes. You didn't care. You know, you're making money and you're, you know, yeah, you see your wife when you see her and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're, you know, you didn't mind it as much. When the kids come around, you want to start maneuvering your life around your children. And that's where he's at now. He wants to spend time with his daughter. And who can blame him? Um, He's in the twilight of his career. There's no question. Um, And again, I'll quote Mark Henry because he said something really cool today, too. And he said, there's two ways wrestlers can go when they get up in age. Either they're at a point where they are, they have to do everything, take every job they can just to scrape by, or they can demand what they're going to get. Exactly. And he said, that's, that's the two ways you go. And Daniel's at a point where he can demand what he gets. And that's just the bottom line. Whoever's going to get him, I don't know. But I'm sure that a lot of this, this whole thing that WWE probably would never, ever, ever have considered because they've never came off to me as a company that's going to consider doing co-promotions with someone else. It just never came to my mind. And I don't think it would have been a thought if this wasn't about Daniel. And now all of a sudden, it's getting people thinking a different way. All right. Uh, I think someone had a uh, – let me see there's a big question up here. I think we got, Oh, Jason, Michael. Um, I didn't tell you this, but the WW with the WWE releases, if helping more company promotions like AEW and Japan and the NWA and impact, uh, to help the company more, or is it just me? Are you saying that because they're releasing, they're helping those companies more? Is that what you mean? Well, I, you know, that, it's more about helping the wrestlers, I think, themselves more, that there's just other places for them to go. Um, it's good that, yeah, that's that's a good thing, that there isn't just one company around, that there are multiple other companies that are doing well, that they have choices where they can go. Um, and I think that was one of the things when the releases happened, that some of the people were like, um, oh, who was it? Oh, I can't remember. One of the wrestlers who is now in Impact, I don't remember which one it was, um, but he was coming out and saying, listen, this isn't the end, guys. This isn't the end. I started over, and look what I'm doing. So I think that's a good thing. So to answer your question, if that was your question, um, and I, I think I kind of understood it that way, um, then, I, then yeah, that's a, that's a good thing, that there are more options for them. Um, uh, C says it, uh, it's based on kids, which AEW doesn't cater uh, for in the same way. Yeah, AEW's more – yeah, I can get behind that. Um, watching the episodes that I've watched, I think they do go after a different demographic. I don't think they're really going after the kids watching the show. No, I agree. I agree. And uh, and WWE, I think, does. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you. I think that they're a little more kid friendly. I think that, you know, kids going to shows, especially younger kids. 
Um, I think it's a, you know, it's probably a cutoff up to maybe age 10, 11 or so, 12. You know, I've seen kids that were in their teens that were at AEW events, but I, I do, yeah, I agree. I do, I do agree. I think that the, that the kids, you know, probably latch on to WWE a little bit easier. Um, also said, I don't really think Daniel Bryan is much of a needle mover as people think. Uh, him not doing the yes thing, et cetera, was boring in WWE to a lot of fans. It probably will be in AEW as well, the popularity. Uh, I, I think I the only reason I think that is because I think Vince just really likes him. And when Vince picks a guy that he really likes, um, I think it's, it, it's hard for him to swallow him going. Um, so that's that's kind of what uh, bliss fan says he's not a draw i don't agree with that yeah i disagree with that i don't agree with that i i i think i think he can still be i he's a let's put it this way he's a bigger draw than christian and christian's over there now um you know at this point in their careers i think he's a bigger draw than sting sting is a huge huge name but sting they all know is limited he can't do what he used to do so uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Uh, Jesse Callen saying, anybody new here, make sure you hit it. Yes, please do. Um, if you are new, please uh, subscribe to our channel. We'd really, really appreciate that. Uh, also, throw up a like on the video if you like what you see. And there's our brand new spanking new logo that Jeff worked so hard on today. Um, Shelby, yes. Did you check the uh, private chat? I did not. Let me look at it real quick while that logo is up there. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good, man. Uh, okay. All right. So we are going to everybody's favorite section of the show. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's the music. The airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about We are at the airing of grievances section of the show. So many people love this section of the show. It's so funny. Uh, Big Dan's always putting out little promos and teasers for airing of grievances. So this week, it's Jeff's turn. Jeff's got some grievances to go on. I will play off of that. But Jeff, the stage is yours. Air out those grievances, man. Oh, man. Okay. So here. <laughs> You know, I had I had written something down, and I don't I don't think I want to read it. I think I want to. I think I want to just go off the cuff. Um, wrestling fans, it is unfortunate when people get released or fired from their jobs, especially when we've seen a lot of these releases, for, you know, from WWE with some of the wrestlers and all that. Uh, and, and it's an unfortunate situation. However, if you don't watch WWE, why in the blue hell are you tweeting out or talking about, oh, I can't believe they got rid of so-and-so? Were you, I mean, were you, were you hyping them up when they were on the roster? Oh, no, no, you weren't. Oh, I get it. You don't like a company, so... You just crap all over them, and anything that they do that looks a little bit negative or is negative, you got you just gotta dig that in, even though you don't watch it. You know there are some there are some people out there 
that will wait to see negative WWE or negative AEW news just so they can share their opinions. Just a crap all over it because you know what? I'm with AEW or I'm with WWE. So I just got a crap on the other company because, you know, I'm not a I'm not a person that can, you know, stay away from stuff I don't like. I gotta have an opinion on something I don't even know anything about. Uh now listen. I understand people's outrage over some of the things that um, that WWE has done with their releases and the reason and the, the logic behind some of it, which there doesn't seem to be a lot at times. But if you if you don't watch something, don't just just don't just stay away from it. There's enough negativity on social media. And you don't have to add to it by being a complete jackass. The other thing that I want to say, my second point, if you're an AEW fan, you might want to brace for impact right now. You might want to get into the fetal position because I'm here to keep them honest right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> one. It shouldn't have taken you as long as it did. It shouldn't have taken you from last night when you know that you had a commentator say something ridiculously racist to fire him because it it caught fire on Twitter. Shouldn't have taken that. That's number one. Number two, Tony Khan. Let me be let me be careful because I know he's gone after small YouTube channels before. Um at least, but see this time we're just saying a name. We're not using your content or anything that you pay billions for that you uh put out there. So we're not talking about that. We're we're just talking about you. Um you know, I want to say something, but this is a PG stream, so I'll clean it up. Grow the F up. How about that? Let your balls drop and grow the hell up because what's go what you're doing is you look so unprofessional and I get it. AEW is the cool kid on the block. We're edgy. We're cool. We curse on TV. We're not made for kids. That's great. I love it. But act like an adult. Billionaires don't move how you move. Billionaires move in silence. They make they make statements with action, not hopping in front of a camera and acting like a 12 year old because you didn't get a toy or a game or something that you uh, that you really wanted. Or, you know, somebody else is looking at that new pair of J's that you want from the store and, you know, they can't have those J's. I had my eyes on those first. Listen, money talks, man. And once you start acting like an adult, maybe more people will take you seriously. But until then, if I were you, I'd take a nice, big, tall glass of shut the hell up, sit down and let somebody else handle the, your, your business. Because right now you just you just look real, real dumb um, and you look real, real childish and. 
I really, you know, I really, really want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I like a lot of stuff AEW does. You know, I'm one of those weird people that actually enjoys both shows, and I don't have to crap on one or the other. Um, but I, I want to see a lot less Tony Khan, if I'm being honest, because this just gives people that don't like AEW more fuel. That's all it does. And, you know, you've got wrestlers coming out today talking about, oh, well, do you hear us now? Yeah, we hear you. You sound real childish. So knock it off. I, I get it. I get it. You want to you want to take that jab. But it, it's it's about it's about time to uh, to lay off of the of the let me play a heel on TV kind of deal. It worked for Vince back in the 90s, but this ain't the 90s anymore. Uh, and the last thing I'll say, I didn't consult with a focus group for my uh, airing of grievances this week. I'll do that next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, uh, I get he's a fan. I do. And I could see that. I, I could see that he's a fan of, of the business. Um does that make you the person who should be on camera all the time? No. Um, and again, like Jeff said, this has been done, been there, done that. Um, Vince, look, no matter how much you, you may like him or may hate him, he got people over and he, and he played that character well. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin wouldn't have been Stone Cold Steve Austin without Vince McMahon. Um, and there have been other wrestlers too. So, you know, is Tony trying to do that? I don't know, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, Vince is a big dude. Let's not forget that. Vince was a big guy. He filled out that suit, man. When you saw Vince put on wrestling tights, yeah. Vince looked like he belonged in a ring. Um, Tony, and I'm, I, far be it for me to say anything about anyone's appearance or anything, but Tony is a small dude. And there's no way he looks threatening to anyone. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I you know, it, it's, yes, I, I watch both shows as well, like Jeff does. Um, and I enjoy both things. Uh, there have been shows that I, I watched from them that I have been very entertained. And on the other hand, there have been shows that I watched that I sit there and I fast forward through. Um, now WWE is the same way. I, you know, I said last night, SmackDown is fantastic. And on Monday, honestly, and I told Jeff this, it's the first Monday Night Raw I didn't watch. I literally put a movie on and I watched a film. Because I saw the card, and I was like, I, I can't deal. I can't deal with these rematches and stuff like that. So I'm not coming from this. Being, I'm not a w, an AEW hater. I, I watch the show, too, and I enjoy the show um, when it's good. But again, like Jeff said, you know, there's things that people can do in front of a camera, and there's things that they really just shouldn't do. Um, and I think he kind of needs to just back down. Um, like he said, you know, just, you know, let your people do their jobs. 
let them go out, let them be the center of attention, let them garner, you know, what they, what they need to garner and you don't need to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And the wrestling fan thing, I, yeah, I've echoed that before. I, I don't, yeah. I don't get that. I don't get that stuff. I, I really just don't. You, you have such a limited time on this earth <laughs> that why you would frustrate yourself by watching things you hate just boggles, boggles my mind. And boggles Joe, my mind. Joe, not even watching it. They don't watch it. Right. Not watching it and tweeting about, yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah. That just blows my mind. Like, you you just – I. that's just sad. Like, you, you've got to be really bored in your life to do that kind of stuff where you just sit on social media and bitch about everything. Like, you just go from one topic to another. You might see a topic come up about climate, you know, climate change. And you'll be like, you know what? I think that climate change shit is a bunch of crap. I'm going to go and I'm going to tweet about that and think that this is ridiculous. That's what they must do. They must just sit there on Twitter or whatever, Facebook or whatever, all day long and do nothing but just complain about everything. Like, how sad must your life be? If that's what you're doing, like, you get no joy out of anything you do. Nothing. So, my God, isn't there anything in your life, whether it's reading a book um, eating a meal, uh, go, you know, taking a walk with a dog, I, I, whatever. There must be something you enjoy. <laughs> and if you don't, oh boy, you have a lot more deep problems than worrying about Raw or, or AEW. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, that just blows my mind, man. Blows have, my mind. They have this really cool invention called Netflix. watch a movie you must there must be something like there literally has to be a tv show a i mean i don't know did are are these people getting their shows canceled every week like do they pick a show watch a couple episodes and like oh my god they canceled my show like is that what it is are they just getting like is everyone against them is everyone in this whole world against them like they pick something they like and no some like I don't know. They go to like McDonald's and maybe McDonald's takes something that they loved off their menu. Maybe they like the McRib and they only get it one time a year and they're really pissed off. And then they go and actually, damn it, McDonald's took the McRib away. Like, I don't know. Is that what is that what it is? <laughs> Nothing makes these people happy. Nothing. Like, uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. Oh, man. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. you know what? You know what it's time for, right? I think it's debate time, is it not? It is. So uh, let's ring the bell. Here we go. It is debate time. It is time for sell or no sell. Topic number one. WWE putting Jimmy Smith on commentary is just like the Adnan Burke hiring. And yes, we have segued into our debate segment. We do this a lot. So if you see something and it looks kind of like, well, yeah, you talked about this. We do that for a reason. Just let me know a little secret. Okay. Um, Jeff, go ahead, man. Sell or no sell? Uh. I love it. As much as I don't want to say that, uh, I think it's just like it. 
uh, honestly. I, I really do. Uh, I think the difference here is um, he comes from MMA. So maybe there's a little bit of a, you know, maybe he can transfer some of that to to wrestling. But the fact that the man has admitted himself that he has not watched wrestling since Abdullah the Butcher and some of the other people that he named uh, just scares the crap out of me. And I really, really hope, really, really hope that uh, that this lasts longer than what Adnan Verk did. I mean, he's been doing some work on NXT, so that's good. But, I, yeah, I, I think it's a lot like that, so. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, selling this for sure. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, I listen. No knock on him, and I can't. I'm certainly not going to sit here from my position and say that the guy is not good at what he does. Because I, from everyone I've heard that watches MMA, he is very good at what he does. He has a show on Sirius Radio that people love. Um, so he is very good at MMA, but that's the whole thing. MMA is not wrestling. Um, two different things. So, and like Jeff said, you know, the fact that he said he doesn't watch and he hasn't been a fan of it since he was very young and remembers these older wrestlers, well, that's great. But, you know, do you know Roman Reigns? Do you know... The Usos, you know, you know, I go on and on and on. And if not, how is that so different from what we got with Adnan Verk? Sure, he's got a presence about him, and like Jeff said, he is he did NXT, so that's a good that's a good thing. Um, but it is the same thing. It really is to me the same thing. It's it's you're going it's it's not you're not bringing someone in who is versed in the business. And again, Jeff made this point earlier, train them a little bit, put them on another show, let them learn, put them on a 205 live or a WW. What's that other one that's on Hulu? I always forget the name of it, but yeah, put them on main event, put them on something else and let them learn. Don't shove them right into the job. This poor guy has probably, since he was announced, been been studying every single wrestler that he had to get to know. And I'm sure he's doing that. But how can you give him just a less than a week to do all that and yet then learn all of the moves, learn all, all of that kind of stuff? It's just not going to happen. So, and Azan, it's not that we're not giving him a chance. I just think that you went from one person right to another, and it's the same thing. And what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. Now, what I will say is this, Joe, <clears throat> before we go into the next topic. Um, unless they've been prepping him behind the scenes since they've hired Adnan. Maybe they know, maybe they've been doing this and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, maybe. Maybe that's what they've been doing. 
I hope so. Maybe they've been doing that since he's been working in uh, NXT anyway, knowing his background. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, I want it to work because I don't want to have a new uh, commentary crew in six months. Yeah, or, yeah that's not going to help anything. I agree. Um, who said McAfee works out great? Yeah, McAfee works out great, but he came from a position where he was a wrestling fan. So he knew about wrestling. He had just done all these things, these stints with NXT. He knows about wrestling. So uh, that's that's the difference there. But, yeah, I, I don't – look, I don't want him to fail. I hope he's great. I, I don't want to see a revolving door of announcers keep going in, going out, going in, going out, going in. It's not good for the show. And Raw can't afford it. If there's a show that can't afford that, it's Raw. Um, they they certainly can't afford it. So they need to get settled and get settled soon and settle into what what it is that show wants to be. Um, so, yeah. All right. What is up next? Oh, man. New Japan partnering with WWE is better than the other current partnerships. Wow, this is a tough one because, I mean, the partnerships they have now, of course, I don't, you know, the, the stuff they're doing with AEW, the stuff they're doing with Impact. Now, you know, I like the stuff that they've done with Impact. I like seeing, you know, ELP on Impact. I like seeing uh, Finn Juice on Impact. I think that their matches were good, and I think the stories they had them in were good. So um, would it be better? Is it better? Well, would it be probably because of the amount of, of, you know, the amount of wrestlers that WWE has on both shows and the names that they have, they could probably get much better matchups maybe. So from that standpoint, you know, partnering with WWE, would it be better? Well, like people said in the chat earlier, it's going to get them out more. There's no, I mean that the, the WWE's reach is just bigger. I mean that's the that's the bottom line. Their reach is just bigger, and you know who wouldn't want to see some of these fantasy matchups with WWE? So is it better than other? I mean I think it's more of a wait and we'll have to see. Um, but would it be better than the current ones? Even though I like Impact. Impact is just a small fry in a big pond. I, I love the show, but they're not up to the level of AEW and WWE, unfortunately. Uh, not with the, the the what they're putting on, but just the fact of the you know people that they're getting out to and and things like that. So, is it better? Uh, yeah, I, I I think it probably would be. I think. It probably uh, would be. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, and for New Japan, uh, who just said that? Trex Ed said for New Japan business wise, yes. Uh, Jesse says yes. Sell it completely. It benefits both companies. Yeah, I mean, the, you can't deny the fantasy matchups. You just can't. Um, but then again, imagine Elias defeating you know New Japan. Yeah, you you can get some. And let's hope that they that that they would position it well. You know. Like Jeff was talking about, you know, the Bullet Club and, and, you know, the whole thing with Roman and the family. So let's hope that they would position it that way. Um, but, yeah. So uh, if we can send guys like Cross to New Japan. Yeah, that yeah. 
Cross would be well received there. Uh, that's typically AW, AEW fan base. WWE can potentially tempt those fans away from AEW as far as being highlighted. Uh, Azan says, I feel bad for the women. Uh, New Japan want to go to USA. Well, yeah, they're doing a show in the United States. So sell a no sell. I'm sitting on the fence. It's a tough call, James. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But go ahead, Jeff. What uh, What's your take? Um, oh, goodness. Like I said, this is, this is tough. Um, Azan brought up a good point earlier. Um, I know that New Japan works with stardom, but currently New Japan doesn't have women in there. So it's a, it's a beneficial relationship, just like it is right now, but minus the women. So if you're going to do this, can you find a way for stardom, I think is who they're working with, to uh, to be able to make this an all-inclusive partnership make this a huge you know make this a big thing um the fact that wwe could send people over and vice versa uh the benefit i think is let's say for whatever reason wwe has someone and they're just not using them on wwe tv wouldn't you just love to see instead of them on main event? Wouldn't you love to see Mustafa Ali in New Japan? Yeah, right. Or Ricochet. <laughs> or if you want to go, you know, name wise, how about how about Jeff Hardy? Mm. These are the kinds of things you can do, and it's enticing because. <laughs> it's WWE, and these are well-known names. That's not to say that. That's not to say that AEW doesn't have that same star power. Obviously, they can send Kenny, they can send Moxley, they can send Jericho. They have a lot of people they can send too. But again, it goes back to who's the more established company right now, and for that reason even though it pains me to do it because Lord knows I want to see, um, I really want to see this work out with impact, but I got to say, I, I I'm selling this I love it. Um, because I, I just feel like it will be from a, from a business standpoint, if we're just looking at business, looking at dollars, I mean, are, you know, are we going to say that WWE, even though you may feel however you want to feel about it, they're going to bring more eyes. They're going to bring more dollars. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. true, absolutely true. That's a tough call, though. That was it good. Is. That was a good topic. That's a, that was a tough one to call. All right, topic number three: Ring of Honor's women's tournament is a blueprint for an all women's show. <laughs> Very interesting this got brought up because you know who threw her hat into or threw her uh, hat into this was Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. Sasha Banks tweeted out about her having a vision about an all women's show. Mm, you know what, guys? It might be time. It, it really, it really might be time. Um, and the women's uh, tournament, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I gotta sell it. I have to sell it. I. How many times, guys, have we seen from week to week where 
women are main eventing programs. Um, and it's a, and it's a good thing. Um, and we, we are seeing more and more women main eventing big events and it's a good thing. Um, you know, more and more, uh, you know, we can say that some of these women's matches are mind blowing. That comes to mind that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match still, still, I, I can remember sitting there in awe watching that. Um, and and I think it's great how far they have come, and these women's divisions in these shows that we watch have never been better. Um, and the fact that Ring of Honor is doing a championship tournament now, we kind of saw something similar in Impact. So they kind of are starting to go in that direction, and I think it's only going to get better. And it, I'll tell you what, if you're a company that's going to want to get viewers. You let I'll tell you what, if you're Vince and you saw that tweet from Sasha, you go and you have a talk with Sasha and you say, you know what? It come to me with your I want to hear your ideas. I want to hear your ideas. Cause the first one, the first company that goes and puts on a woman's show, that's a big deal. That is a big deal, guys. Uh, and you know, so let's 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 wait and see. But I'm really loving it, and I and I think it's got to happen. So absolutely selling this. Go ahead, Jeff. Let me. I love it. I gotta sell it, and I want to. I know Bliss fan is saying we don't need to segregate the men and the women. That's not what we're saying. This is a. This would be a show that would just be completely women. It's yeah. not taking them off of any other shows. This is just spotlighting women. Period. Yeah. Uh, because let's be honest. The men have been doing it since wrestling has been created. They always get spotlighted. The fact that we could say that less than, you know, 10 years ago was the first main event between women at a WrestleMania. That just goes to show that, you know, that women's wrestling has evolved and it's always been, it's always been, you know, evolving. It just needed the time and to be taken more seriously by people. And I'm so glad that that's what's happening now. Uh, they should absolutely have a show that showcases them that way. And I, I mean, I look at a company like AEW and, you know, we, we've talked at nauseum about the, you know, the women's division there. I think if instead of elevation, it was just a show focused on women and they really built the storylines for all the women. And then you come into dynamite and you can say, okay, well on elevation, let's just say that's the name of the show on elevation. You know, this is, this is what happened. So, you know, my thing is you got to build up storylines. And a lot of times, let's just be honest, a lot of times these shows are male dominated. And the storylines that we get, we might get a 10 minute, you know, we might get 10, 15 minutes throughout the whole night that actually does something to progress a storyline. Whereas if you had an all women show, you could sub you could supplement that time. 
use your women's show. It's an let's say it's an hour long. You use your women's show to really develop your storylines, and then you continue those storylines on your Raw or your SmackDown or your Dynamite. Um, that's what that's how I would do it. But I absolutely think it needs to be done. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, C brought up uh, WWE did Evolution. It was one of the worst drawing pay-per-views. Ticket sales and viewers-wise, I want Evolution too. It's brilliant, but as a weekly show, I think fans would get bored. And maybe the solution that Jeff came up with is the best thing to do. So maybe don't do a weekly show, but maybe have you know maybe have a monthly show and and like you said, develop the storylines through the rest of their programming and then end up going to a monthly thing like the men's pay-per-views are. You know, you have one a month. So maybe when you're starting off, have a women's pay-per-view once every other month or once, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to go the exact same route the men do. And it may not make sense to do it that way. Bliss fan says like a women's version of 205 Live. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what he's saying. Uh, Conrad said, what's your quick vision, Joe and Jeff, for an all-women's show? I want good storylines. Oh, yeah, uh, no doubt. I mean, I'm all, I've, I've always been a storyline guy. So you're going to win me over with that kind of thing. Um, and you know, yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of them have established talent. So, I mean, uh, you know, those of you in the chat that are, are, you know, you all are big fans of Alexis because of the whole thing that she's been doing with Bray and the Fiend storyline. So yeah, you know, like why not? And like Jeff was saying about, you know, about the, the new Japan combination and the guys that don't get a chance. What about the women who don't get on TV? Nikki Cross, we just saw her on TV for the first time in a long time. And what did she do? She came out and she avoided being pinned in two minutes. Mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've got to have a better way to use her than that. I mean, it was almost comedy where she came out and she then she's cheering. Yay, she didn't pin me. You know what I mean? Like, So to me, I, I think they could find better things to do with them. And that's what you could do. You could develop the storylines a little bit more because, and it's no offense to any of them, this has been a male-dominated sport, like Jeff said. And the men are going to get the time. That's just how it goes. And so you can't give as much attention to the women and the women's storylines. So in that respect, I think it makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, there you go. That's our debate segment for the week. We hope you enjoyed that. And I appreciate a lot of you commenting and giving us your thoughts about all of it as well. So what have we got next, Jeff? Uh, we've got what to watch for. There's a pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pay-per-view on Sunday. Um, yeah. Well, we hope that, uh, that those of you who are going to watch, of course, obviously, we hope you enjoy it. Um, I think they're doing it in theaters again. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure which theater company it is, but I think they're, they're showing it in some select theaters and stuff like that. So people that are going and doing that, that's cool. Uh, hello, the Coog. Good evening. Um, and for just for those of you who are going to watch it, um, you know, that look, there are a lot of good matches that are on this card. Um, you know, Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac. I don't think either one of those guys is going to take the belt away from Omega, not at this point in time, but who knows? You got the, I think the big one a lot of people are going to be watching is the women's title, uh, Hikaru Shida and Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, of course, a lot of people thinking that Britt is going to is gonna get that title off of her. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Anthony Gogo, Hangman Page, Brian Cage, the big casino battle royal. 
Um, and Miro, uh, Lance Archer. What else? we got an inner circle, of course, the Stadium Stampede. If they lose, they break up. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, Young Bucks versus Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So there's good matchups here. Um, it should probably be an entertaining show. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jeff, I mean, anything that catches your eye, like really, I mean, the women's match for me, the women's title match is the one that's really got me, um, the stadium stampede. I, I, I kind of think I know that this is the way they're breaking up inner circle. And I think that that's why they're doing it. It's pretty obvious. I think that the pinnacle is there to go on as that new group and they're going to break up the inner circle. And I think that's why they're doing it. Um, the other one that kind of intrigues me a little bit is the sting Darby Allen thing, uh, against Ethan and Scorpio sky, Ethan and Scorpio sky make a pretty good team. They're both good heels. They're playing that role really well, really well. And, you know, whenever you get to see Sting in a match, it's always cool because you don't know when and where it'll be the last time you see him. But what um what intrigues you about uh, Double or Nothing? And uh, again, tell us in the chat, guys. Those of you who are watching, um, what do you look most looking forward to um on the pay per view? So let us know. Man, I I'll tell you. I mean, I I want to see. I know. I feel like we're gonna get some some new signees. I feel like we're gonna get somebody new. Um, somebody big tomorrow. Um, whether that's mentioned Andrade, yeah, whether that's Andrade, whether that's um, Daniel Bryan, uh, who I mean, who knows? Uh, but two things that really stand out to me uh, one is Sheeta versus Britt Baker. That's yeah. no, that's that's one I'm probably most looking forward to because I want to see, um, I want to see what happens. You know, I want to see if they put the the belt on Brit um, and where that goes. Um, The other thing, quite honestly, I'm actually looking forward to the stadium stampede match. Okay. Yeah. Um, And the reason why I say that is because, you know, I, I kind of feel like at this point, does inner circle self implode during this match? Or, you know, what what happens during this match? I think, you know, I agree with you. I think that this is the way that they're going to break them up. And if we're being honest, the inner circle did exactly what they were supposed to do. They established Sammy. They had a nice heel run. Now you've got this up-and-coming group who should replace them. Now let's see... Um, Ortiz and Santana go and start making some waves in the tag team division. They're way too talented to not be in the title picture. Uh, let's see what Sammy done, does in terms of a singles run. I want to see him see what he does. And what do we get going forward from Jericho? You know, like that's what I want to see. This this match has a lot of implications, and I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what happens with this match uh i mean the last one that we got was bonkers so i can only imagine that this was going to probably be as crazy if not crazier yeah so yeah i'm really uh really excited to see what um yeah jericho's going on tour that's right so yeah so he'll be gone for a while yeah he'll be gone yeah you kind of knew that that was going to come at some point because that's what he does 
Uh, so you kind of knew he was going to end up taking that break. And of course, now that they're allowed to do that, bands are kind of being allowed to go back out on tour in the United States. So yeah. Um, I think, uh, what does he say? Danhausen and Andrade debut tomorrow and Friday. You think Danhausen is going to AEW? Oh, that's interesting. I think he's in ring of honor now, but yeah, you know, I mean, you never know. He's popular. Good Lord. He was, he's, he was interviewed by, uh, Conan O'Brien, actually. Yeah. Oh, goodness sake. So, yeah. Uh, Big Dan says, oh, God, I have this image in my head of Daniel Bryan debuting tomorrow, Con doing the DX crotch chop, basically saying, no New Japan for you, you Connecticut Con. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Good Dan. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, let us know. I mean, look, it looks like it's going to – the card looks good. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a fun pay-per-view. So, again, for those of you guys who are watching it, we know our friend Conrad will be watching. Um, <laughs> we know he'll be watching with uh, with intent. Uh, so, again, we just hope that you, you know, you enjoy it, enjoy the wrestling. Um, and uh, and we'll see. If, if, there, if there are some reveals and some new people that come in, that's always fun to see happen. So, we'll see if it could be like an Andrade or someone else that might show up at the pay-per-view. We'll see. So, all right. Well, that's definitely what's to watch for. Uh, that is happening, of course, tomorrow night. And, uh, again, for those of you that are going, however uh, you're going to go and watch it, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right. I think we're at our new segment, Jeff. Yeah, let's uh, let's book a wrestler. We didn't even talk about who we were who we were booking this week, so we did not. Um, we no did one not. knows except me and you, and that's that's kind of where we we like it to be. You know, we want to do some intriguing things. So I guess I that's can stop. Hiding. I guess I can stop hiding this now. Oh, look at that. It's EC3. Well, this is an interesting choice because, you know, he came on with all the promos that he was doing last year around this time, around Slammiversary is when we started seeing all this stuff. And we saw the three and we saw, you know, the promos that were being cut and things like that. And then, of course, we got his appearance at Slammiversary. But little did we know, he wasn't signed with Impact permanently. He was signed with, he ended up going to Ring of Honor. So, um, yeah, so, again, this goes out to you guys as well. So, a wrestler like EC3, how would you book EC3 if you were able to do this? So, Jeff, go ahead. I'll let you start. Um, how would you book? I think I have a pretty good idea of how I think I would book this guy, but go ahead. Um. First off, let me say, if I didn't have, well, I don't know. Maybe if I didn't have Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega, this guy would be my champion bar none. And I book him as such. I mean, I, I've got to have him at the top of the card. Like I have to the control your narrative stuff, all the videos that he did leading up to, you know, his brief stint and impact and eventually in uh, <laughs> eventually in, in ring of honor, that stuff was so good. So good. So 
I've got to have him being the leader of a movement. I want to see graffiti. I want to see violence. I want to see, you know, just random attacks on different people that it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, that's what I want to see from him. I want to see him controlling the minds of people as he's controlling the narrative. That's what I want to see from EC3. And I, I'm going to put rocket boosters on him. I'm shooting him straight up to the top of the card. And, you know, the first thing that I would do is I would have him lose on the first try. And that loss happens on the technicality or something, you know, something different. Um, but I would have that happen and him being fueled by the fact that he doesn't get to control that narrative and be the champion because being the champion means that he has control over everything, the entire landscape, the entire company, and everyone's going to fit into the narrative and have him chase that champion and beat the absolute crap out of that champion brutally and just have him go on a long run. A long run as a champion. This dude is so so talented. Um, when when allowed to do what's in his bag, and that's this control your narrative. You know, kind of th this kind of persona. This fits him perfectly. So that's what I would do. It's funny because we're still seeing the ramifications of what he did with Moose to this yeah. day. Like that, that was really kind of brilliant. Um, if he and Moose worked this out and they, you know, they had this kind of planned ahead of time as to what they were going to do with Moose down the road. Um, pretty brilliant to have that happen because Moose never, you know, regressed from that. He kind of shot straight up from that point. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree. And I think the chat is too. A lot of people are saying, um, well, Ricky says, give him a better character and entrance. Uh, EC3 should uh, Ring of Honor TV and then Ring of Honor World Champ. So you're talking about pushing him to the, the championship title. Uh, James Chadwick says he kind of reminds me of a cult leader. So I think they're on the same page. And I think I'm on the same page with it too. Because, yes, I can see. I mean, he showed me something when he did those promos. Um, and he showed me something when he got into the head of a guy who you probably didn't really think anybody could get into the head of. Um, at that point in time, Moose had Moose had the title, and you know he was a kind of a you know kind of pompous guy. Didn't really care about anybody but himself, and you know, and he got in his head. Um, so yes, I can see this guy starting what could be a stable of sorts, almost like what Eric Young has in Violent by Design, what I'd love to see happen. And I don't know the status of his contract, so you guys in the chat may know that better than I do. But, um, you know, if he's not in a long-term contract with Ring of Honor and he could kind of bounce back and forth, I'd love to see if Moose does decide to go uh, to sign elsewhere, I'd love to see him take Moose's place and come back. Yep. Um, and then if he does then yes, he would have to be, you know, pushed. Could you imagine if the title ends up on Sammy Callahan and then Moose comes, or I'm sorry, EC3 comes along and that's the next big feud we get is we get Sammy Callahan and, and EC3 in a feud. Uh, I mean, the mind games would be off the charts between both of those guys. 
Um, but yes, he, you know, I didn't get to see much of this dude when he was in WWE and, and he, I mean, he didn't get really much of a chance at all when he was there. Um, he was in catering for a lot of his time there. Um, and so obviously they didn't see anything in him, which is fine. Again, some, some people just do not work on some shows and they will work on others, but I think he is what I saw from him before Slammiversary. And then what I've been seeing from him in Ring of Honor, I think he can he can be a person that you can build up to be a very strong heel character. He can have a stable of people with him to make him a little bit stronger. Maybe he may need and you know what he, he's 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 a good talker. But maybe you could even have someone even kind of be a little bit of a mouthpiece for him. Somebody maybe a little more boisterous. He's a little more kind of like laid back, scary, like kind of talking like. Um, he's yeah, yeah. He's a little more reserved. So you might have somebody a little more animated be a, maybe a mouthpiece for him. Um, but yeah, I can certainly see him being a part of that. And like I said, I would love to see him go back to impact in that same kind of, a, uh, in that same kind of a role that he was in before. I'd, I'd be all for that. Uh, big Dan says he shows up in multiple companies dressed in a hoodie that conceals his face sort of along the lines of Pillman in 1996. Keep people guessing that it's anniversary. He aligns with VBD. Um, that's cool. Uh, EC3 is a new member of the Hurt Business by MVP turning on Lashley, and he beats Lashley as WWE champion. Ricky Glow says, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he could kind of be a, a hired gun uh, to kind of go after, you know, a, a person like that if he turns on Bobby. Yeah. I mean, MVP can turn people on, people on a dime, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, can be a Terminator thing like Goldberg's run. Um, again, yeah. I, I could see that too. Um, I believe he's still recovering. Someone said recovering something. He's recovering. Out. Oh, is he out? Okay. Yeah, because he. Cool. I think he uh, confronted Flip Gordon. Okay. Okay. Um, what was the real reason he uh, WWE didn't use him? Um, I think it's the the real reason that they don't use people at all is I I think they just don't see. I think they just don't see it in them, you know. I think they just, you know, they just don't have anything for them. They don't see a storyline build. They, you know, they and remember, guys, they talk to these people behind the scenes. Creative talks to the talent, and if they're not getting, you know, they'll they'll let the talent give you ideas. But if they're not getting something from the ideas that the talent are giving them, then they don't really pay it any mind. If they don't see it, they're just not going to use the person. So, EC3 with Don Callis is big damn. How about uh, Selena for a mouthpiece of EC3? Okay. Yeah. Here, here's where I would I would push back on that because think about a guy that th that this type of style. I'm not saying that he's this guy, but give him a promo style like Jake the Snake. Oh, okay. Jake yeah. the Snake didn't need to be. No, he didn't. he didn't need to yell at you. He just looked at you and scared the hell out of you. So I think, you know, like this could be if you kind of morph that into today, yep. you know, who knows? Good point. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right. Well, there you go. So EC3 was our wrestler of the week. It was a little bit of a mystery, but that was kind of cool. You guys played along. We appreciate that. So there you go. So EC3 was our pick for this week. Um, again, you guys can send us over ideas. Who do you want us to book? Let us know for future shows. 
uh, throw it up in the comments, wherever you want to put it. You can put it in the comments of the video. You can, you know, tweet it out on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Uh, just add us and, and just let us know. You can even put hashtag book a wrestler like you see it up on the screen and send it our way. Um, and we will certainly look it over and consider it for a future show. All right. I think we're on the favorite moments of the week, Jeff. Yes, we are. We are on favorite week. It's time for the insider's favorite moments of the week. So, as always, we will start at number three. So, Jeff, what was your number three favorite moment of the week? Oh, Joe, my favorite, my number three favorite moment of the week. NXT. Good God, it was such a good show from top to bottom. Um, yeah. It was it was amazing. I mean, it really it really was amazing. So, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, just just what a great what a great show from top to bottom. And the main event was just spectacular. So, yeah, absolutely. My number three, and some people would probably have thought this would be my number one, but. Rosemary got a pin. Rosemary got a pin. Um, uh, right? She got a pin over Deanna Perrazzo, and that earned her a title shot. So look at that. Lo and behold, Rosemary, who hasn't been in the singles picture for quite a while, she's been with the K, uh, goes out, gets a pin of Deanna, and now, <coughs> excuse me, she's got a shot at Deanna Perrazzo for that title belt. Now, some people are going to say, well, there's no way she's going to win. Don't be so sure about that. We'll see. Stranger things have happened, but don't be so sure about that uh, as to where some of these storylines are going to go with these women. So um, I'm super happy with that, and uh, I think it was great to see her. I was shocked because I didn't see that coming. I would have thought, okay, someone's going to go in there. The way it was ending, you just knew someone was going there, going to go in there and steal a pin. But I really didn't think it would be her. So everything is done for a reason, guys and gals. Everything is done for a reason. So, um, yeah, that was my number three. I loved it. Go ahead, Jeff. What's your number two? Uh, my number two for a week uh, actually goes to back to last night, um, and that was Sheeta. Getting her moment in the sun, uh, you know, getting that new belt. Although it looks very much like the old one, just a little bit bigger, <laughs> a little but, bigger, uh, a little bit bigger. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was happy to see her have that moment in the sun. Um, I feel horrible that a stupid jackass took away from that moment by being a stupid jackass. So I'm just gonna put positivity uh, out there and say that I'm really happy that she got her moment in the sun. And I really hope that she retains tomorrow, even though I really think Britt Baker's the next champion. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just progressed that way. Um, and, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. All right, my number two. You ready? Oh, yeah. Dun -dun 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 -dun. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> Everybody's got to pay. The million-dollar man always gets his way. It is so cool to see, and again, I. this is why when WWE brings back legends, not Goldberg, but brings back legends, I'm always thrilled to see them. And for me, Million Dollar Man, literally as a kid watching wrestling, my most one of my most hated heels ever. That guy was on my hit list of, oh my God, I hate this dude. Um, 
And now when I look him back and I see him come and he does that promo with Cameron Grimes, which has been fantastic, by the way. Um, and I see him come into the ring and he comes in and he's looking like he's going to, you know, it's looking like he's giving a little love to Cameron Grimes and it looks like it's going to kind of go that way. And then LA Knight comes down and the whole thing just implodes. And at the very end, you know, he looks at him and he's like, yep, nope. And then he just gives it <laughs> to Cameron Grimes. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Bliss Van saying the Million Dollar Championship will come to NXT. I agree. I think that's on its way. They're talking about it. So I agree. Maybe LA Knight's going to have it. Maybe Million Dollar Man will be there for a little bit, which I'm I'm perfectly all right with. Uh, Ted DiBiase is one of the the best heels that I've ever watched. And I really think that he is fantastic. I marked out when I saw him go to NWO. Um, oh. I just, I, I love the dude. I just always have. Um, and when, you know, we talk about this, when a heel can get you to hate them, hate them. Like, like you guys all hate Kenny. <laughs> like you guys all hate Kenny. When they can do that, no matter what you say about it, they're doing their jobs. They are absolutely doing their jobs. And Ted DiBiase, oh, my God, I could not stand the dude. And whenever he'd win a match, I'm like, oh, it took a little piece of my heart. Uh, but I, I love that. I, I, whatever, NXT bringing him down there I think is absolutely fantastic. So uh, awesome stuff. Loved it. Um, let's see. Eric Travis is saying, uh, three guys good on the mic, Ted DiBiase, LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. Holy cow. Grimes is growing on me. I hate LA Knight because he's annoying heel. Not supposed to like him. Well, that's why you'd probably see Ted team up with him. Yep. Uh, because that'll make it even more. Uh, the kook says number one, Tony Khan's promo and Nick, the Connecticut con man. Wow. Moose and Sammy fighting after their match with the good brothers to face Kenny. Sheeta getting the new belt crowd back in Daly's place as the coup. Yeah, all great stuff. All great stuff. Jason says, uh, what did Jason say? Uh, question, what if LA Knight wins the belt uh, and B's, and he's the ringmaster with Ted DiBiase, and this makes Cameron go broke and turn into broken camera? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Conrad says, Joe and Jeff, I found that promo from the Blade Runners. I apologize for my immaturity at laughing at that. Oh, yeah, that promo that you were talking to us about the other night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm. I watched, uh, yeah, side note, but I did watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I still have to watch that. Yeah, I still have to watch that. I haven't seen it. I saw the biography, but not that one yet. Whoa is all I can say. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, Big Dan said, Ted DiBiase is also one hell of a good human being, but his gimmick fit the 80s like the big cell phone in versus Man did. Yeah, it really did. All right, Jeff, what's your number one? Number one, I telegraphed this earlier in the week. I knew it was going to be my number one, but W. Morrissey's promo. Oh, yeah. And no, formerly known as Big Cass. Dude yeah. was just, oh, my God. It was, it was one of those moments where it was more shoot and just being real than cutting a promo, cutting a wrestling promo. He spoke from the heart. He dropped facts. And, man, I mean, it, it gave me goosebumps. And it was yeah. really good. And, honestly, I I really hope that – well, I'll say this. I'm glad to see him in Impact. 
I want to see him do big things there. And I feel like if people were sleeping on him before, you might want to wake the heck up. <laughs> so that was my number one. It's always great when you have a wrestler who feels like he was dissed by someone else and then has something to prove um, because, yeah, they come back with fire. Boy, let me tell you, that match with him and Rich Swan is going to be a match to watch uh, yeah. because that that's, that's going to be great stuff, absolutely great stuff. Um, John Cena Gamer says NXT was three. Reginald walking into the flames again <laughs> was number two. Uh, which is leading up to a intergender match, by the way. And number one was Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Loved that. Um, how come Enzo isn't an impact? Uh, I don't nope. know. I don't know. Um, Enzo is going to be probably on Talking Shop, so you'll see Enzo more <laughs> at some point. Uh, nice call, Jeff Morrissey, calling out his former employer. Wow. Yeah, Finn versus Cross as Gust, Inner Circle promo, and Shotzi and Ember versus The Way. Yeah, that whole NXT show was great. And I've got to go back there for my number one. Um, the main event. The main event. Uh, Karrion and Balor. Um, I, you know, sometimes when you get repeat main events, it's not – the luster kind of goes off of it a little bit. And it's really not as good because you're kind of like, yeah, I've been there, done that. What's different? Um, but, you know, Balor was promoting it really well. Balor came back kind of more quiet a little bit, maybe a little more reserved, but he looked a little bit more determined than he was the last time. And it really looked for a while. And I, I'll be honest, while I didn't really think Karrion was going to lose, I kind of – there were a couple times I thought, well, wait a minute, is he going to pull this off? Um, and so because of that, I think it was a fantastic way. I think this is probably it. I think this is the end of their feud, unless Balor decides to do something with the demon, which a lot of people said may lead to. I don't know, but I kind of think it's over. Um, I think that this is going to be the end and, and he's going to move. They're both going to move on to different things. Now, whatever happens with Balor, I don't know, but the match was phenomenal. It really was. They both went back and forth. There were both a lot of times when both of them looked like they could lose the match. So they worked the match real well. And then of course with Finn Balor, and this is what I like about him. Um, he's not afraid to put over somebody that he likes. Um, he did it with Bray. Uh, he saw what was coming. And I'll tell you what, WWE, this message is for you. When Mr. Balor is finished with his wrestling career, put him in creative. Yes. Because obviously he's got something there that can see these things and see this talent Enough for him to know that, you know what, I'm going to put these guys over. I'm going to give them a hell of a match, but I'm going to put these guys over because I see something in them. You cannot have any better person in your creative than someone that is willing to do that So and see that kind of talent. So just a little side note, but, man, yeah, there you go. All right. So that's our top three of the week. We hope you guys had some great moments from this past week of wrestling that you will remember. Uh, Bliss Van saying, I hope Alexa attacks Shayna on Raw. I think that's coming. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if that's who she's after. She could be after Reginald. We don't know. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, even though he lost, uh, my number one is my guy, Bobby Fish's first match back. Okay, Brian Coleman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when Balor put Cross in Hell's Gate, I thought that was the end. 
Uh, Mercedes versus Ailee got me interested. Uh, love to see Cross either on here or on the 80. Oh, dude, I'd love to get Karrion Cross. I don't, well, you know what? Here's the thing. There's a guy that we know from the other show that's always on that show that did interview Mr. Cross. However... Uh, it's things are different now because he's with with NXT, so it's not as easy to get people from NXT or WWE to come on shows because they're bound to certain shows and certain restrictions and things that they can't do that. But yeah, dude, I'd love to. I'd love to. Absolutely love to interview him. Um, has Balor ever wrestled Daniel Bryan? Um, I don't know. Probably, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know if that was. That same window of time where uh, where Brian was out. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good so question. Let us know. Yeah, let us know in the chat. James Chadwick says number three was NXT. Number two was Sheeta. Number one was seeing that Kylie Ray will be back in the ring for Warrior Wrestling in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, we all know what happened in the story of Kylie Ray, and and we all wished her well. Uh, but it looks as if she's ready to get back into the ring. So yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely a great moment. Um, did you see Vince Russo's podcast saying WWE hired me back to work with the Fiend? Uh, how do you feel about that? Hired who back? Who is me? Something about uh, Russo. Are you talking about himself? That WWE hired Vince back to work with the Fiend? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I don't so, know. Not <laughs> reminiscent of some of the later stuff he did in WCW. Yeah, let's hope we don't get the later WCW guy. That's yeah, that's very true. That's very true. All right, guys. So that is it for our top three moments of the week. Again, we hope that you had a great wrestling week, and we hope you found some uh, things that gave you joy. And you didn't just go on Twitter, and you didn't, you know, go and just hate everything because <laughs> we don't want to see you guys doing that. Uh, all right. We are at that point of the show where we get a little bit lighter. So it is the lighter side of the ring we are at, and this is the warm-up for Jesse Callen to get ready for her section of the show, which is Callen Corner. So lighter side of the ring is up next. We'll talk a little bit about somebody who kind of makes us laugh, and we get to see, uh, you know, a little bit of humor in, uh, in the wrestling ring. And this week it's about Mr. Sloth Style himself, Orange Cassidy, the OC. Um <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, my friend Shane, who is a wrestler, wrestled with this guy, and he knew him from a while back. Um, and I, I mean, my first time seeing him, I know he was in the Indies, uh, but my first time seeing him was uh, was on AEW. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, this guy is completely different, like really completely different. Where do you see a guy that just comes in the ring, hands in his pockets, doesn't move, does these little shin kicks to the other wrestler. Like, what the hell kind of gimmick is this? What is he doing? It's, or it's like, he's just trying. And then you're expecting the other person he's wrestling is just going to flatten him. Like, they're, they're just going to knock the dude out. Like, he's just an annoyance. Um, but he can wrestle. He can wrestle. He's He's got some skills. Uh, and then I saw him come off when he was wrestling Jericho with a Superman punch. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, the dude's got a Superman punch like Roman Reigns. Um, I, I think, look, again, um, different, yes. Uh, you know, not afraid to go out on a limb with a gimmick uh, that 
is not really something that a lot of people would have ever thought to do. And boy, but I'll tell you, man, oh man, is he over with the fans. Uh, this guy is as over as anyone could be. And people were talking about the main event. Um, if this dude would beat Kenny Omega, the internet would erupt. Absolutely erupt. And those fans at that event tomorrow night would go ballistic. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it happening. At least, you know, I, I don't think he'll lose clean. Because I think Kenny is the, you know, Kenny's the heel. So he'll, he'll have his buddies back him up. But I think that he'll look good in doing so. And I think maybe it will constitute a future match down the road with Kenny in some way, shape, or form. So, but I, 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 I like it. Like I said, again, a gimmick that brings a smile to my face, uh, makes me laugh. And I, you know, I think obviously it's going to stand the test of time. People looked at this guy and thought, yeah, this isn't going to last. Obviously it did. And it's over. So yeah. go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been over for a long time and, you know, <laughs> seeing, <clears throat> by the way, um, those of you that know Malcolm Bivens from NXT, Go look up some of his stuff at Stokely Hathaway with Orange Cassidy. Go look up some of that on uh, on YouTube, and you're welcome because it'll make you <laughs> it'll make you laugh. So, um, so yeah, it was. I, I like Orange Cassidy. Um, he's not for everyone, uh, which is fine. I mean, not every gimmick is for everyone. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm happy that he's in the match tomorrow night. I don't know what will happen. Um, <laughs> I don't know what will happen. I don't think he'll win it. But, again, if he does, the internet would explode. And for good reason because this dude is over. <laughs> he's over like Rover, man. He, he's yes. <laughs> he just got it, man. Yes. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, Orange should beat Omega, says Bliss fan. Uh, there's Chris. Chris says hello from vacation. Hello to you on vacation. I hope you're enjoying your vacation. He says, doing good. Eating a lot of seafood. Now I remember to have to take food pics. Uh, of course. It, yep. Send them all away, Chris. Conrad <laughs> says, Orange needed the fans. I forgot how over he was with people. I missed that with fans. Uh, the kook says, Orange reminds me of that sloth working at the DMV in Zootopia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. That's, That's good. good. That's good. You won't beat Omega. That's reserved for a Samoan named Joe, says Big Dan. Uh, seven. That's a joke itself, says C7. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I love Malcolm Bivens, says Conrad. Uh, all right. Uh, James says, should check out Cassidy versus Chris Statlander versus Kimberly from Beyond Wrestling. So there you go. So there's always some more to look at. All right, Jesse, you're up. It is time for Callan Corner. And uh, we are about the time to almost just about get out of here. Uh, so Jesse's got seven jokes. So while Jesse is preparing her jokes, let us tell you what we've got coming up. Um, obviously, on Monday, we have Abby's window. And Jeff, I think there's a little rumor going around that we may be doing some uh, some Bray Wyatt Fiend horror stories. Is, uh, is, is that true? Um, yeah, that, that is true. Um... We do have some fan fiction horror to uh, discuss. So there you go. 
That's awesome. Uh, well, we hope you guys are getting into that. Make sure that you're sending over your entries, obviously, to uh, to Jeff and to Jody. Uh, they both told me about what was going on. I know a lot of you people have been asking via DMs and stuff like that, like where to send it to and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just get those out there. And uh, they're going to have that coming up very soon to make sure make sure that you watch out for that. And Abby's window will be 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday. Uh, and they will probably, I'm sure, talk more about that uh, along with, uh, well, we didn't see Alexa. We know why we didn't see Alexa, though. And obviously because she lost her pet, uh, Larry Steve, and uh, was very sad time for Alexa Bliss. Uh, but I'd imagine she'll be back. So uh, C says, here we go. Google's worst quantity over quality as always. Uh, Orange Cassidy shouldn't be taken serious like the Disco Inferno. They weren't serious, but it was funny. Yeah, no, that's very true. James Grant says, Abby's window. Woohoo. Hayden Garrett. Hey, guys, I'm late. All good, dude. All good. All good. Well, you came in for the jokes. Jesse's warming up. <laughs> uh, there's our schedule up on the screen. Uh, obviously, then Abby's window Monday Impact Wrestling. Our watch along is there. Oh, don't miss Impact this week because we got an Iron Man match. We have a one hour Iron Man match between TJP and Josh Alexander on BTI. So that's going to be before the show even starts. So don't be late. Uh, for that because that's going to be an event in itself and then we got the rest of what's going on on impact so don't miss that after the impact we'll go over everything we saw on the show uh, and then of course on uh, next Saturday we'll be right back here uh, yep. we'll be here to do our podcast again all right number one my cow just wandered into a field of marijuana the stakes have never been so high <laughs> I like the start. That's I like good, the start. That's a good start. C says, what is she warming up? How hard is it to copy and paste? Come on. Some of us need to sleep, and we got seven of these lame things to go. <laughs> good Lord. The heckler's back. The heckler's back. Can you imagine C? You know what, Jeff? Can you imagine C being like the two, uh, who it was like Statler and what's-his-face on the Muppets? The, the, the two old, the old guys on, up, in the, up in the balcony? We gotta get see like a balcony and just have the have his little drawing in the thing and just have oh they have we have to do that Jesse you need to send us over the sea art and just gotta put a little balcony up in the corner of the stage up there and just have C up in the corner heckling you that'd be amazing <laughs> drugs Jesse starting out with drugs we need the drugs for these jokes <laughs> oh Beaker I love Beaker I love Beaker Beaker was awesome. And Dr. Bunsen, I am Dr. Bunsen. How do you do? I love that. Love the Muppets. Love it. Uh, Statler and Waldorf. Thank you, Big Dan. Yes. 4.22 a.m. Good Lord, James. God bless. God bless. I don't know how you do it. All right. Um, Jesse, where's number two? Uh, anyway, thank you guys uh, for coming out. To all of you for coming out. Uh, again, we uh, hope you enjoyed the new logo, the new stuff that you see from our show, um, the changes that we're making. Um, you know, appreciate your patience through all that, and we hope that you like everything. I know that was uh, everything was was uh, was well received, uh, and Jeff really put in a lot of hard work um, trying to get that all taken care of today. And that that is a lot. Uh, a lot of stuff to do. So uh, again, thank you for doing that, Jeff, as always. Uh, all right. Number two, a man told me, my girlfriend accused me of cheating. I told her 
she was starting to sound like my wife. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's good. Oh, the coup. That's a classic. Oh my. Oh my God. I I I've heard that one when I was probably like five or six years old. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> you guys can read that. That's a classic one. That's been around for a long, long time. Uh, Hayden says, I love the new Insiders logo. That is all Jeff, but thank you. Um, and again, we changed our name. We are now Insiders Pro Wrestling. So um, I'm glad that uh, that you uh, are enjoying that. Um, okay, Insiders, I hope you like the AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, you too, Gus. If you're going to watch it, like I said, I hope you enjoy it. Um, all right. We're waiting on number three. Uh Jesse said joke number two is the drizzling shits. <laughs> All right, here's number three. Dude said, women only call me ugly until they find out how much money I make. Then they call me ugly and poor. <laughs> oh, James Chadwick says he is in roast mode. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, like those old Dean Martin roasts that you used to watch on the on the uh, Comedy Central channel and stuff like that when you'd see people getting roasted on there. Yeah, yes, yes. I, you know what, Joe? I'm glad to see that Jesse used the joke that I told her. Oh, there you go. Not really. I'm not really. But I, I just feel like that's you know that's me. So there you go. There I you feel, go. I feel personally attacked on that joke. <laughs> C is falling asleep. She's putting C to sleep now. He's yawning. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to get that picture up in the corner, up in that yep. left corner, right by the right by the sea. Oh, how fitting is that? You put the balcony up by the sea. Oh, that sea was made for that. Number four, my dog kept chasing people on a bike. Eventually, it got so bad, I had to take his bike away. <laughs> oh, okay. I see it. I like it. <laughs> oh, now Chris is yawning. <laughs> Good Lord. Jesse's getting it from all angles. Poor Jesse. Poor Jesse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Irresponsible pet owner now, Jesse. Animal rights. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> Hashtag canceled. <laughs> It really is like the Muppet Show because he's coming up with these quippy like lines, these like nasty lines after jokes. It really is. Number five, kids in the back seat make accidents, and accidents in the back seat make kids. <laughs> That's a spicy one. Yeah, a little spice. <laughs> little spice. All right. <laughs> All right. I dig it. All right. Oh, Big Dan's getting into the act. What's the difference between a spanking and a Taco Bell customer? A spanking rattles the buns, and Taco Bell customer battles the runs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That deserved it. Yep. Yep. That deserved it. That's good. That's a good one. The Coog says that accident joke is so true. What? <laughs> you have experience with this? <laughs> I'm not going there. Not going there. 
Oh, man. Risky, Jesse. It was very risky when that creepy old man in the beanie with the beard was, was stood at the back window of your car. <laughs> oh, God. Gus says, sorry, I was sleeping. All right, number six. My friend told me, my boyfriend just broke up with me for talking about video games too much. What a stupid thing to fall out for. Uh, that was clever. That's, That's good. good. That's clever. Good. Chris says, stop the X-rated jokes, Jesse. Please, it's PG. <laughs> We're waiting on number seven, so. We still have number seven to go. Drum roll, please. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Coog says, no, Joe and Jeff, I'm good so far. We'll go okay. I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Gus says, okay, that was funny. He's yawning still. <laughs> The next thing he's going to comment are going to be all Z's. He's going to just put Z's all Z's. across the thing. It could be said, yep, I'm out. That's it. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Here it comes. Last one, number seven. I have many jokes about unemployed people. <laughs> Sadly, none of them work. <laughs> uh, okay. That's a good ending. That, that was good. Good. That was a good job. That was a good one. Gus is L disease. There's disease. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Uh, as always, we got to leave you laughing. And the famous person said that. Always leave him laughing. Was that P.T. Barnum that said that? Was it P.T. Barnum that said always leave him laughing? I think so. Or leave him wanting more. Or leave, or leave him want something like that. But anyway, yeah. someone, someone said it. I, someone, I'm sure, said it. So. Uh, there you go. So, uh, Coog is laughing. LOL. Oh, Jesse, that's extremely offensive to all those lazy bums who don't work. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, there you go. There you have it. That is our weekly wrestling wrap up show for this week in wrestling. We hope that you all enjoyed the show. Um, we are glad that you were here with us tonight on a Memorial Day weekend here in the States. Um, if you're celebrating, we hope that you will uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff and I up here are getting clobbered with rain and like winter weather again, uh, like 40 degree temps. So it doesn't look like it's going to be too enticing of a weekend to go out anywhere. Uh, but we hope that uh, wherever you are, you are going to enjoy the rest of the holiday. Obviously, keep in mind um, for Memorial Day, those who have served. Uh, for our country and those who have passed away uh, who have served their country, uh, whether it be from serving and uh, or have served uh, previously. And that's kind of what Memorial Day is all about. So keep all that in mind as well for the weekend too. Trex ED says, good show. Thank you. Appreciate that, Trex ED. We uh, really do. Uh, Big Dan says, Joe, if they aren't laughing, then they've been using brand X for Joker brand. I get a grin again and again. I remember that line. That's my favorite Batman movie. Still is. Always will be. Loved Jack Nicholson as the Joker. So, all right, guys. We got to get out. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hope to see you all on Monday for Abby's Window. Jeff and Jody will be there. Um, and then hope you will all join us next week for Impact and then right back here next Saturday night. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And uh, don't forget to sub if you haven't done so already and you're new to the channel. Don't forget to hit the like button on your way out of here tonight. And, of course, uh, hit the notifications button if you want to know when we have shows coming on. And like we said, we're not going to say yet, but teaser. Actually, I'll even go so far as to say it's a spoiler. Um, we will have new shows coming 
Um, you guys have, some of you have asked for it, and uh, we will be doing some things you asked for. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil it any further than that. So, but it's coming. So keep your, keep that, hit that notifications button because you never know. You never know what's going to come. Conrad says, have a good holiday, everyone who celebrates. Be safe. Yes. Uh, please be safe, especially if you're traveling. Um, be safe in whatever it is that you do to choose to celebrate the holiday weekend. And hopefully we will see you all for our next show, which is Abby's on Monday. Have a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy the pay-per-view tomorrow. And we hopefully will see you all soon. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.